Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with a lot This is what I am. Uh, 
and uh, yeah, you'll see the logo, like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals in it. You know how that works. Um, so yeah, Cam, headlines, uh, poll results, wherever you want to start. I think the, the headline and the poll are are, are one and the same. Um, you know, Monday night have you know a big promo with uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena for contract signing, and um, you know it was in ways similar to the lead up to the first uh first and second John Cena rock matches in that uh you know it was it was a bit of a the promo wasn't necessarily geared toward wins and losses. It was more about standing within the company, it was more about trajectory both uh past, present and future. Um and it was about, you know, who's holding back who draws the pose. You know, who's doing yeah. their job, about, who's not doing their job. Yeah. It was about wrestling things. Dumb shit that got no business being talked about on air like that. But sure. Yeah, I mean to a point and I think right. we'll I think we'll get into a, a discussion about that. Uh but yeah, um so basically the poll was, you know, where is uh you know, what happens with Roman Reigns after this? What's uh how does he come out on the side of the promo? For Roman Reigns, last night's promo was exchanged with John Cena will be. And, uh, and it was on, this is wow, probably this, the most... Uh, these results. The most even <laughs> Do you have it in front of you? I'm, I'm not. No, but I think it, it, it ended up 31, 31, 35. No, no, it ended up... Okay, so so it's... Uh, uh, the promo exchange will be, benefit for Roman Reigns, beneficial going forward, 35%. Detrimental going forward... Thirty-five percent won't affect them. Thirty-one percent. I mean, was, yeah. So actually, it was over the. Uh, it was over a hundred percent. Like this is a hundred and one percent of the vote count. I, I mean, just that that split. Uh, you know, yeah, sure, a few points here and there, but that's like a three-way tie, basically. Like ever, like like okay, clearly, this isn't going to be a. Um, you know, you know, talk about subject, hash subject out, you know, do the old like taking the dust off your hands thing and going up. Oh, well, moving on from there because you know because it's so cut yeah. and dry. Like what? <laughs> Three no, options. Just... Everybody says that. Everybody goes yes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that. It's so and, and um, I, I just think it's going to be a lot of a lot of different opinions uh, about about what happened and in the conversation in the last two days uh, on Twitter surrounding that thread, uh, the 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 poll thread. It's you know I see a lot of people. I'm just going like like what's wrong with you? Like how did you see it that way? So I mean it, it's that thing where because of how it's worded. You have to understand you have, you know, you have people like Willis, people like Jarrell who <laughs> don't think, and I say like because I'm sure they'll come on and and explain how they feel about this if they feel the way at all. But, you know, some people feel like Roman Reigns is beyond help and there's nothing you can do to prove him. So if that's how you feel, you're indifferent if you don't think it can get better. But also, that's how you if you think he's going to be successful no matter what because the machine wants him to be successful. Like, it's, it's a hard thing to quantify, you know, why you answered the way you did. Um, 
you know, for me personally, I, I said it was detrimental in that. Like, yeah, I, don't, I said the same thing. He's not. He's not rock. So he doesn't have an audience that is going to tune in outside of wrestling just to see what he does. Like everybody who's a Roman Reigns fan is a WWE fan. And so if he doesn't respond to this the proper way, and there's something big that we're leaving out that, that we'll talk about, but if he doesn't respond to this the proper way going forward, if he doesn't appear stronger and more conviction with the things he says, you know, then, then it hurts. And I want to say, before we go any further, um, our poll is in a way negated if this is leading to a heel turn. Because then it's playing into a certain story that, that he can build off of. But I'm operating off the idea that that's not the case with everything that I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I don't really see how, how not even the, I understand the indifferent vote, but this being beneficial to him, I think that's kind of having a false hope because nothing we've seen, I mean, I, one, I don't think Roman Reigns is bad. Like, I always have to say that. Like, I don't think he does anything particularly bad. I think he can come off as a dickhead at times, but I don't think he's bad at anything. So, like, to say that this would make him better, I don't know what he's really shown that like, he's waiting right, on that. Right, what's that based of, off of? Switch. Yeah. Because like, it doesn't make people like some guys. It's like okay, if we push him up against a wall, if we back him into a corner, they'll respond, right? Like John Cena has, has shown, you know, that type of, you know, whatever that fortitude and coming, you know, being able to withstand stuff. And but, you know, you don't. My thing is like just <laughs> why like don't. The bit, like, don't talk about the business like that. Like, we all, a lot of us, and I can't even say all, we get wrapped up and caught in our little, you know, bubble of, you know, insider stuff and having conversations like this and listening to shows like this. And we kind of think, well, everybody watching, all three million, three and a half million people that are watching Raw uh, are as deep as I am or even 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 deeper in some in some cases. But, yeah. but that's not... Uh, like, it's different than it was in, you know, 2003, sure. Like, the Internet's bigger, all that kind of stuff. Fans are smarter. But there's still some people that don't even know, like, what's going on? Why are they talking to each other like that? What's this about? You know, it's, right. it's overwhelmed by the O's and the O's and O's. But why talk about who draws more? You're not doing your job? And all that does with, like, to critics is give is go see they they know where they're wrong and where they stumble and where they book bad or whatever where their creative is lacking and they they know and they won't even make the changes but they know at least if they just thought nope we're doing the right thing you know our our stuff is good but they know they know Roman's not getting over they know you know, or at least they'll allude to it or, or play that like it is. And that if and if he is drawing the same, if the money's fine, going out there and, you know, uh, etching that perception in as reality is, like, damaging to everybody. Like, when I voted detrimental to Roman, it was more like detrimental to Roman, detrimental to the Raw brand, detrimental to pro wrestling. And then you kind of go, well, that's a little hyperbolic, you know, how many, you know, 
we're coming up on the anniversary of, you know, uh, double murder and a suicide. Like, you know, you know, yeah. cool your jets a little bit. But it it just was like, why are they, why are they doing it? Roman Reigns is in the rock. He's not bulletproof. Yeah, Rocky can get yeah, actually, get off some actual lines that he didn't know was coming, the writing on the arm, and fluster him and have him cut a, you know, have a bad segment. Like, but he can bounce back from that. He did, and did, and you know, it wasn't anything. It was, but why would you? Like, I'm in the Paul Heyman school of things of hiding people's weaknesses and emphasizing their strengths, and uh-huh. that does not include going out and pointing and putting a red circle around a guy and going. This deficiency, this deficiency. A, it was so counterproductive in so many ways for so many people, and the fan fans that uh, included, like at least like the pipe bomb, you know, was going after management. You know, like Punk wasn't even he, he just won a match, but it wasn't or had a match I think before that. But I don't think the pipe, but the, the, that wasn't. It was about Vince and Stephanie and Triple H. And that didn't really have its place, but you know, like it, at least it's about raging against the system, not two friggin' cogs in the machine arguing about who's lubricated the best, and you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Build on the and it's not like, system. and even in reference to Vince and Stephanie and and Triple H, like this isn't the company relying on the three of them to sell tickets and T-shirts. You know what I mean? Even if they have them on the shelves, like, you don't want – there's only so much you can do about somebody being a John Cena fan. Like, little kids are John Cena fans was the thing for years and years and years. But it didn't make a generation say, oh, I don't want to be a Cena fan because adults are telling me not to. Like, kids don't think like that. But, like, you know, if Roman Reigns fans are – you know, a bit more diverse, like you don't want to, and and as a matter of fact, if Roman Reigns fans are John Cena fans, because there's a lot of crossover there, I think, like you don't want them to feel stupid for liking the other guy, you know, or or like, I don't know, it's just, it's infighting that isn't necessary, like I'm all for, you know, this guy is better than that guy, but like, you know, if these are your two big guys, like Rock and Austin weren't talking about how even though it came up in a different segment, Rock wasn't talking about how all Austin did was throw punches and kicks. Like, Austin wasn't talking about, even at that point, like Rock's outside interest. Rock wanted to beat up Austin to prove he was the best. Austin wanted to beat up Rock to prove he was the best. Like, that's what that was about. And and that's what got people going. Did you ever see the uh, Austin moveset from the – Two out of three falls uh, match with Triple H. I did. In, uh, I did. In 01. Yeah, a lot of punches and kicks. Yo, like, so somebody tweeted, like, yeah, this is the, this is the move. Now somebody tell me Austin could wrestle. Like, it's a, it's totally unfair, like, taking that match. Like, why didn't you take a match from 1993 well, I mean, or 1997? Was, the the guy was like, like, immediately after. He was like, no, I'm, I'm doing this to be funny. Like, Right. That was the joke. Right, right. Like, that, but, was, that was obvious. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but, no, yeah. but it just totally. Like, but it would be like, like, yeah. It would about, be like uh, Rock pulling that out. Like, being bulletproof it would, in a sense. Yeah, like, it's just, it was, it, it's, 
I don't understand what good it's going to do. And, and for you to say, like, this is going to help the guy out, like, I think Roman Reigns already has good matches. Um, so, like, I don't get what – I don't get what edge this is going to give him. Like, you kind of, I don't know. Everybody can get better at something. Like, I agree with that. But with Roman Reigns, to me, you, you're kind of getting what you're going to get. Um, I don't think he's going to get a whole lot better. Um, but I also don't think he's bad. So, like, I don't really understand. I mean, I put it up there, and a third of the people, you know, think that, you know, that's the case. So, you know, I can't call them crazy, but... I don't know. I would love to hear some insight, and, and I don't know if the audience you and I cater to specifically can provide that, but um, yeah, I'd love to hear some insight as to why people think this is going to help him improve. Yeah, I, I just think it's a – people have seen too many, you know, movies and shows where, you know, fire forges steel and, you know, iron sharpens iron. You know, like getting backed into a corner and making you like, yeah, sure. If you have that personality and 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 uh, I guess work ethic and and determination, sure. But if you if you don't, that's not. You know, so we just have to see that nothing in me says Roman Reigns doesn't, but nothing in me goes, oh yeah, he's going to next week. Like I can't wait because at least like when Rock got came at and had that bad segment uh, there was an anticipation like alright uh, next week or the weekend whenever his next thing is he's going to you know have something for Cena's ass but with Roman you don't have that like confidence and then Roman wasn't bad at on, on like he said what he had. it was like the Undertaker feud like he just said what was what was what was true I didn't like the uh you know, the I'll be damned if I bust my ass and, and then you're on the Today Show. Like, that's that man's life. That's what he built. And, and uh, you know, I can't, I can't be mad at Cena for saying that 45 years ago and then go, no, Roman Reigns, no, that's fine. And, you know, alluding to someone's success and moving on at 40 years old and, you know, no, in, inevitably breaking down physically, but to have that opportunity. It's the same conversation we had in 2011, 12, 13, all that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to, you know, to use that as a, as a negative. Um, but other than that, like, Roman just made, it, made his points, and he, I, I guess, stumbled, not stumbled, but didn't, you know, forgot his line or had to, you know, and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we said it last week, like Cena was being super petty and not giving Roman anything. And I don't know if yeah. he's being instructed to do that, you know, because Vince is a scumbag and Cena's petty and like, yeah, no, let's uh, let's put this guy out on an island and make him, you know, you know, make him swim or survive or whatever the hell you want. Uh, um, and and I, it's it's whatever it is, it's it's idiotic. This isn't the stuff. Yeah. This isn't how you. You don't handle <laughs> you don't do that on t v you don't have those air those grievances and stuff on t v and and the idea that any of it was a shoot it's like stop it like maybe him saying the you know when seeing it when Roman forgot his line that's John being a yeah. cunt and improvising and 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 making the guy look bad, which I don't know what it it doesn't do anything for Cena, but it makes Roman look like a fucking 
asshole, and that doesn't do yeah. anybody any good. That is not helpful. And I mean, you know, maybe Roman Reigns kills Cena at the pay per view, and then you know, maybe Roman Reigns kills Cena next week, man. Fucking pipe that motherfucker in the back of his knee, and then ask him, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking scumbag. They're going to push back the movie shoot? That's what I've done. <laughs> True Grit Season 3, huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> but again, I'm just waiting on one of these, uh, you know, either a Miz or an, an even baby face that, that's going up against Cena to be like, oh, so you going to do me like you did Rey Mysterio? Like, I just need that to happen. And that's how you know these things aren't scripted or are scripted. Anybody, you know, with, a, with, a, with a, any kind of sense of history would just say, yeah, like you did Rey Mysterio when he, when he won the title and had to face you the same night. That's how you see people. Champion, you know, an hour. Yeah. Thanks, John. But no, I mean, I, and that's the thing where I anticipate that to be a, a very good match. I think you got, you know, something good cooking from that. But yeah, this is, this is silly. No it's mercy, like though? what? Yeah, about to say off-brand pay-per-view too. Like, like what do they do for WrestleMania? Like, I assume that would be the match. Yeah, and, and it's like if they're doing it. Now, I mean, everything sped up. I, I thought there was going to be a break in between Cena beating Corbin at SummerSlam. I thought Corbin was going to destroy Cena in some way, whether he lost or won the match officially. He was going to destroy Cena in some way, maybe a stretcher job or, or whatever. And Cena was going to be on the shelf for a month or two, then show up on Raw. Free uh, agents, blah blah blah. Uh, so, so they accelerated everything. That him going yeah. to Raw, or at least in my mind, him going to Raw number one, and now right into a few Roman Reigns for a pay per view. You know, four weeks away. Like, but, shit. I mean, maybe you, you know, no mercy, you get really? it out the way. I mean, have it as soon as possible week? so it's fresh in April. Yeah, I mean, what happens next week though? Football's back next week. So, oh shit! You know, yeah. You got to put this out. You got to you got to bring out the big guns. You know, like there's there's a reason that Brock is fighting Braun Strowman. You know, at no mercy. You know, it's, damn, hey, I'm fired. Yeah, gotta, I just haven't paid any attention to football like at all. You know? It's like, oh yeah, that it is August thirtieth. Yep. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's coming quick. So, you know, there are definitely have their things first that. Game uh, yet? That seems like it should have happened. Matter of fact, Texas got a home and home against Maryland starting on Saturday. I was debating on going, but I'm definitely like going to Maryland next year for the game. But yeah, college mm. technically started last week. Uh, real college starts uh, tomorrow. So yeah. But yeah, all this is coming. Like they they gotta they gotta prepare for that. They gotta have stuff on TV. I mean, there's there's a there's a reason that. You know, going up against the very first, uh, with the very first Thursday night football game, there's a reason that Randy Orton and Nakamura are going one on one. You know, like <laughs> these things are all happening well, for a Tuesday. reason. Tuesday. So, oh yeah, it is Tuesday. It's not Thursday anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I'm trying to think of what shows start uh, coming next week, but yeah. They seem to be like... Yeah, most of them, like our stuff, they have Flash, that's on Tuesday. That starts in uh, October. So they've got another mm-hmm. month before that's a lot there. of, you know, at least what? two or three weeks before NBC and CBS and all of them start yeah. coming back. But that's a good point that you made, though. Like, maybe you do the match now, 
maybe it ends, you know, some kind of fugazi, and then you still have that at WrestleMania, you know? Um, because I'm thinking about it, like, have they have they wrestled already, like, even in, like, a tag match or anything? Twice. Two like, against, against one another. No, oh, against I, I mean, No, no, no. So, they, I mean, never, like, even when Roman was... was oh, I guys, mean, maybe never, during Shield stuff. I don't, you know... Yeah, I mean, actually, if they've done stuff team. together, you can't really show the first time ever. Um, but, you know... They would have already... Had a bunch of yeah. But, wait, it, it is, like, one-on-one. Unless they have... I mean, maybe it's not so. Like, somebody I'd love to go out and see. There's got to be a reason they haven't, like, been hammering yeah. it for the last two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Somebody going to show us a clip, a rando clip from Raw 2013, Roman Reigns versus John Cena, where the Shield just ran right. like two minutes in. They got that. Uh, they got that prototype versus uh, Joe Edward down in uh, SCW. Joe, Joe Lecky, Lecky Lee, or whatever the fuck, yeah. Lecky, <laughs> Lecky. Um, all right. Let's see what the. Some other folks are uh, thinking about. See what they talking about. Okay. All right, yeah, let's uh, head to the Constellation Lines again. Hit us up, 347-202-0103. Let's... Can't see you, man. Sorry, but we're gonna open things up with uh, our good pal uh, and, and VIP co-host uh, uh, Richard Fan Deuce. Rich, uh, what's happening, man? What up? I'm not rich. This is Kyle. Oh God damn it, Kyle! How did that happen? How dare you? How dare? <laughs> <laughs> Rich hung up, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, now I see Brian, so let's bring Brian Austin from Phoenix, Arizona, 26 year pro wrestling torch newsletter and VIP subscriber. Brian, what's happening? Thanks, Rav. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, man. What's, uh, how are things? What's going on? Uh, things are going great. First time I talked to you in a while, um, work has been keeping. Uh, keeping me down. Um, hey, um, where are you flying yeah. solo right now? I said you're flying solo okay. right now. I just dialed in. Okay. Cam's here. Okay. Hey, Cam. I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear. Yeah. I didn't hear you. Hey. Hey. So, um, this is more like a, a Travis question, Cam. But I, I'm on. Of course, I want you to get your opinion on this. So, I heard about this study like years and years ago about how single employees do the majority of the work. So, you know, I'm a single guy running around here in Phoenix, Arizona, doing my own thing. And, Trav, I know you're, um, you know, not married right now. And, right. But anyway, so the reason, the reason why I bring this up is because so um, my company I work for is McKesson, uh, pretty big company, Fortune 5 right now. Uh, I have a pretty good job. I'm really fortunate um, doing what I do. But anyway, so I, I had a meeting book with this woman, and she emailed me saying, you know, I'm busy doing all these classes. I'm a trainer. And she uh, set up a meeting at, like, 4.30, which is past work time normally. 
And then she uh, she sent me a message saying, well, hey, Brian, I can't attend. Can you run the meeting for me? She said, I have a work-life issue, and I can't work that late. And, you know, she set the meeting time up. So, you know, of course, me being Brian, the nice guy, I'm like, okay, of course, I'll take care of it. But then I thought about that study. Then I was doing some research on it today about how single people, like the workplace is really is geared for, like, married people or for, like, people with kids and everything. Because, you know, um, like McKesson has some great benefits. Like when it you're, is or you're like, it? <laughs> it is. It's set up for, it's set up for yeah. married people or people with kids and everything. Okay. Like, like McKesson just tweaked their, uh, their uh, policy, maternity and paternity leave policy, where you get, like, a ton of time off. Even at, even for paternity leave, you know, which is great, you know, uh, if you're great, you're a brand new father and you know, everything like that. Europe was doing that like 30 years ago. But, yeah, no, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but who's covering all this work while everybody's out doing all these things? It's like all the single people. <laughs> okay, that's I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I said this I used to have this one employee, uh, one employee or a guy I worked with in the Air Force, where he had to leave at like three o'clock every day to go let his dogs out, and that was his thing he had to do. So yeah. you know, darn whatever anything else had to be happening, he had to do that. So. What? So anyway, we'll uh, go. We'll go back to wrestling. That's my uh, workaround. Well, hey, really quick, Brian. So let me yeah, see go ahead. If I can jump in there. So at, at my old job, um, I was what. I started when I was 20, I was 22, 23. So I was about 10 years younger than everybody. Everybody was either married or had kids. And it wasn't so much that I was doing more than anybody. It was more like, um, and this is more by choice. Like I would do, I'd volunteer to stay late, you know, like I'd, uh, you know, pick up the extra shift. Like I wasn't super concerned with, um, you know, with leaving, because, like, my, my outside life was purely me. Like, whatever I did outside wasn't relying on another person. I could go out when I wanted to with who I wanted to, you know, and that was for a good, you know, six, seven years. Like, I just kind of let everybody kind of navigate how they needed to, because I'm like, no, you have a wife or you have a husband or you have kids. Like, I get that you have things. And so it didn't necessarily translate to more work, but it did translate to other work. I guess in my case. So, yeah. Yeah, Cam, I'd say that as well. You know, it, it, some parts do creep into, at least where in my experience, my work experience, let's say that. And then I kind of beat myself up a lot because I always think that I got to do at least as much as everybody else does, if not more. So, for instance, I just got off work now. It's 4 o'clock Phoenix time. But, you know, I could have I could have left like two hours ago. I mean, in theory, I really could have left two hours ago. But I wanted to catch up on a few things. So I'm taking um, Friday off and I'm taking Tuesday off, and we have Monday off because of the holiday. So yeah. I have a nice little chunk, chunk of time coming off. But I want to make sure some things were set up pretty good for when I come back. But, you know, could I have left early today? Of course I could have because I worked a lot of – I put quote-unquote overtime, which is a whole other conversation. We'll talk about some other time about, you know, it sounds good being on salary when you're hourly. It sounds – salary sounds good when you're hourly, but when you're salary, you realize how screwed you are because – you know, mm-hmm. you really never work. You get paid 40 hours, but you never work 40 hours, you know. Yeah. So. And so we kind of get lucky on my end. Like, I am salaried, but you can also, um, like, all overtime is um, is voluntary. So, you know, I get what I get, 
and then there's the extra. We want to take that time, so it works out okay. It works out all right. And you say you get you get paid, Cam. You say you get paid extra for your overtime. I do. Yeah. Okay. Nice. There you go. And our um, our uh, hourlies, you know, they're kind of they're all part timers. So I think that kind of helps because we do have a lot of part timers like we're students. But uh, but yeah, it, it it works out okay. Okay. Okay, so um, I, I'm again. I just dialed in, so I didn't hear like what your main topics were, were discussing. But let's just take the um, let's take Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm really looking forward to that next week. Um, I'm I'm thinking it has to be Shinsuke that's going to win because I don't see them doing Orton versus um, Gender again. So that's my pick for that part. And then um, the other thing I was thinking about. I've heard some internet discussion about how how are they um, how WWE uh, taking two WrestleMania-worthy uh, matches and put them on like a B-level or C-level pay-per-view, such as No Mercy. And my take on it is is that, you know, the WWE, WWE Network, they need subscribers, and they just really can't take a month off. You know, the big four are the big four, and they're going to, in a way, sort of sell themselves. You know, of course, they'll they'll stack them up. They'll stack, overstack them like the way they did SummerSlam. But they, for these brand-specific pay-per-views, they don't need to, you know, bring their best because they just can't, you know, they, they don't, you have, we have all these people that you hear about say, well, yeah, I canceled it for a month or, hey, I'll come back during Royal Rumble season or, you know, I'll order it for WrestleMania only. So they need to start really attracting those people. And the only way they can do it is just, stack, again, stack these cards up pretty high. And then last thing for you guys, and I'll let you go and have a real good night. And I already started the email trial for the, um, for the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast. But, um, uh, yeah, back in um, I mean, SummerSlam of course is the biggest, second biggest event of the year. But I went and looked up, and it was SummerSlam 2011 when Cena faced the Batista for the first time. And when it happened, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, they could have waited for WrestleMania to do that. But that was the same. You mean no way. Um, I'm sorry. Was that no way? No way. That's the okay. Oh wait, I apologize. Yeah. Well, I know 11, you're trying to be okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that was the one where uh, Batista pinned him clean, and uh, Cena was out for a couple, like, months. Okay, next. Was like a bit yeah. He came back at the Rumble. So, thing. Wait, was okay, that okay, the, that was the, that was the, yeah, the super, the super Cena comeback number 30, win the Rumble, eliminate Triple H, and right back in the pick, like, after, you know, like, damn, he coming off neck surgery, and, like, back by January. So, yeah. Nobody saw that. Excuse me, nobody saw that coming. And I was in the garden, too, matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, I was in New York. Yeah, was, Especially who camps? Especially Triple H. Uh, Triple H selling his, uh, his surprise. Was oh, his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and but I was thinking they could have saved that match, Batista, uh, seen the first time. Both were faces, too, for WrestleMania. But they, they um, I guess SummerSlam is huge. And um, I was looking back at it, and that match, there was Edge and Undertaker in the cell. CM Punk was a WWE champion, and Triple H was a world heavyweight champion. So that was um, four huge matches on that SummerSlam. But they could have waited. Which they could one? Save that one match that Cena three. faced Batista? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Punk was the world champ, or Punk was the WWE champion? The, you know, change that. He was a world heavyweight. Just switch it. He was a world heavyweight champion. And Triple H was a WWE champion. Sorry about that. So that, was? that had to be. I mean, when, still, Punk was the Punk won the title that yeah, quickly. Punk was the world champ. 
Remember he was remember he was uh he beat Edge for his he turned in money in the bank, he beat Edge that year. And that's that same summer when didn't Cena I mean didn't Orton like pun him pun him and that's how he ended up losing the title. I don't even know that that's a tag yeah. I'm sorry, my Because he, cause he yeah, held the world heavyweight pretty short. Yeah. But um anyway, I'll let you gentlemen go and I appreciate you having me on early. And um Cam and Travis always good to talk to both of you and have a real good night. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Brian, you have a great evening, man. Take care. All right. Brian from uh, Phoenix. Oh, damn. Should I ask him about Sheriff Joe Bitches? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, the chat room is open, by the way. Uh, Derek. Nobody gave me an answer. Salmonson or Salmonson because it's a name and not, you know, a fish. And also has sin at the end. So what up, Derek, in the chat room? <laughs> Join Derek, say what's up to him. Uh, the chat room is open. Um, let's see here. Get some activity on Twitter. Oh, nothing important. All right, let's uh, let's go to officially go to Kylan. Uh, Kylan, what's going on? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Oh, doing all right. Doing good. Yeah. Well, uh, that's great. Uh, I I know that it's currently. On on the network right now, but I'm curious to know how far both of you are in the May Young Classic right now. As I finished the the whole first half when it went up on Monday. Yeah, have you gotten a chance to camp yet? I know yesterday. Yeah. No, I've I've not touched it. I was uh, what it came out what Friday? Monday. No. Like it came out they did they came they said Monday, but then it actually came on like Sunday as Sunday night I think. So like, like they dropped two it days ago. Midnight. Yeah, the twenty eighth. Okay, so yeah, I was I was uh, out of town all weekend, which translated to. Uh, you know, having to work directly, uh, you know, going to work eight hours after my flight landed when I got back in town, uh, to having to catch up on the rest of the shows I had DVR. It's just a lot, so I haven't had a chance to touch it yet. And I've seen the first two episodes. The first, yeah, the first two episodes, so the first eight matches I've seen. And, um, I mean, so far, I'm impressed. We'll keep it pretty vague, uh, but I'm impressed. I thought. Um, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but you really want to get to the last two as fast as you can. Okay. Now I'm gonna check it out. Uh, probably. I try to get some in tonight. I just got. Um. I got a finish. I found one of the defenders, but yeah. Even if you oh, have still to on that, that haven't seen the finale. Um, even if you have to work backwards 
the last two. And well, damn. Well, that was in the tournament, huh? Work, work your way from there. Well, just backwards in the first round. That's so not a, not, you know, it, you know, wouldn't give anything away, really. Wow. Unless the announcer says, oh, in the first round, something like that. But uh, is that good, huh, Kylan? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna give away the matches, but I, I think you'll see why I'm saying that once you watch them. <laughs> we got the sly, sly coy voice going. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get to it. You know, I mean, yeah, we're going to get to them. So. Uh, I, I would have to say the MVP, at least of the first two episodes, um, or wait, was it? She was in the opener. The, the oh, oh, Lilith, what's her name? Something I don't even remember these women's names. Uh, the the one that fought Jazzy Gabbard. Um, oh, Abby Lake. Yeah, she used to be. Is that the one that used to be Kimberly? Yeah, so, can we talk I, about I, her I, for a second? Yeah. Um, even though I didn't see the match, like, let's talk about her for a second. That's the one that deadlifts um, almost uh, as much as me. Like, and I'm sure I got 20, 30 pounds on the girl. And yeah, I said right. girl, Craig. And, um, and leverage, you know. That's ridiculous. Like, Kyle, uh, I don't know if you saw, they did the, uh, the NXT Combine, and Ember Moon. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Brianna. What's her last name? Is Brianna Bailey? Oh, uh, whoever she is. B- Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. There you go. I'm, I'm getting my wrestling names and porn names confused. So, her and Ember Moon each deadlifted four fifteen. Like these, these women are superheroes, man. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, it was just, I was not shocked because I mean, like, you work out all day, of course, you're gonna be huge, strong. Like, it's your job to throw people, but man, they are they're breeding some beasts down there in NXT. So, I'm just imagining what the guys talk about it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, tri- triple, triple H was serious when he opened the performance center and said, We want. Olympic quality people down here. They got them, like people. Yeah, I mean, and, again, and that's, that's that was like, important in getting having that facility built and having it be start state of the art, and so those people that have been in the Olympics in or world tournaments and stuff that are used to world class facilities don't walk in and it's like walking into some dingy, you know, you know, old timey boxing gym type deal. You know, it's a state of the art. Nutrition, strength training, all that, you know, I mean, the investment, like, it was like, that, that's what it was. Like, it cost them a ton of money back in, you know, 2012, 13, 14, when they were getting that thing up and running. Uh, but it's got to be paying off because former football players, all those guys they feel, and women feel comfortable, you know, coming and, and being uh, in those types of facilities and, and, uh, Definitely paying off now when when you hear hear these kinds of stories, yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah, the uh, Kimber, she was uh, she was uh, 
probably the star of episode one, and the uh, tall Australian woman was probably the star of. Uh, uh, maybe not because the the final match was just a, just a great great match, but clearly they're pushing that tall Aussie lady. Yeah, he, is going to be in the, he, in, in, in 
that guy's faction. I could see them they, like doing it in a storyline where he where he tried. They just signed. Okay, so yeah, I don't I don't see uh, Leo Rush. I don't. I've only seen Die. I mean, I've seen Die a decent amount in the Ring of Honor TV. Yeah. I've seen, but um, so even if it is the four of them, I don't see Leo Rush being a part of that to make it a, a yeah, five. He's kind of stays where he is. Or Leo Rush is like, you know, you just look at him like he's going to be a single guy in that group. Um, yeah, I mean, if at the end of the year, if, if in the next two or three months. You know, they get that faction over whether Dijak joins or not. But uh, over the next three months, and Leo Rush debuts in December or January sometime, um, and they're trying to, you know, and it's like, hey, welcome, you know, let's come on, just get in where you fit in in this ROH faction, you know the deal. And he's like, fam, I'm just here to, you know, prove myself as a singles guy and blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, I could see that being the story. Uh, going into into takeover with Leo Rush versus one of the Fish or O'Reilly or something. I doubt he they put him against Cole, but you know, something like that. Yeah. And to to add on to uh, Leo Rush and Donovan Dijak signing, I I don't know if you read Shaw. Sean's article or heard Sean's audio with Rich over the weekend, but apparently pretty much only Triple H and William Regal want them in the company and everybody else is like, really? You want these guys? They don't listen to anybody? they show up. They don't listen they... to anybody? Is that what you so said, Kylan? Listen? Um, what we heard yeah. about, uh, you know, what they said about uh, Leo Rush, uh, one of the big things against him, you know, he was around the Performance Center before, and he apparently, um, you know, would, you know, not pay attention to instruction, would kind of be off in his own world. On top of that, um, there seems to be some real backlash against him for, like, charging for podcasts at one point. Um, and so, yeah, there does seem to be... What? Yeah. Like, Who does he think he is? How do you get some money? Um, shit, and you get money. But, um, yeah, I can sort of does seem to be I some know. of the backlash against him. Um, I don't know. I didn't pay him. Like, shit. shit. Yeah, you can give him no bread. Paying him to come on my show. Mainly because no, they say um, <laughs> Triple H does refer to William Regal a lot. And even Triple H had his, uh, you know, had his uh, predilections as far as you know going with Rush. But he said, you know, Regal kind of vouched for him. Um, so you know, we'll see. Like, I, I think that's that is one reason that NXT is valuable in that even though you're putting money into these guys, you know, you don't yeah. have to risk them Try. doing something appropriate on the main roster. Yeah, you can, mm. you know, your minor leagues, mm. you kind of kind of time them out. So yeah. So cool. Good stuff, Kylan. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. What, did you hear anything about the other three? Was it just all Leo Rush? Um, it was one of them. I think it was. Uh, was it Fish? Uh, Kylan would know, but it was one of the other guys. Um, 
It might have been Colt. But no, um, it was Island, only one of those you, other guys uh, in the five that he mentioned. Yeah, specifically, who was the other guy uh, or guys? And Dijak apparently has problems with posting the wrong stuff on social media and not listening to whoever the communications manager for WWE is. So it's non-wrestling. Non-in-ring TV show stuff with him. So, I mean, that's that's something you can... I think it's easier to... Or not easier to fix, but it's. Not, I'd rather have to deal with a guy being a asshole on Twitter than have to put up with a guy who won't take instruction from the agents or, you know, in a wrestling sense, in a promo sense, in a presentation sense. Like, okay, we can deal with the outside shit, but at least that's not. At least he listens to what we say in the ring and in the studio and all that kind of stuff. So. Um. That's that's odd though that you know that nobody wanted them around except Regal and Triple H. That's, yeah. I wonder if it's because they're small. I mean, that's no, and from what do. they said, it's only it's the attitude thing, like it's the it's only okay, the not okay. being coachable thing. Huh. Well, let's hope that changes when they get that first. Uh, yeah, what Lee Rush is what twenty one? Like, yeah, let's yeah, let's, you know, it might be a little different with him, so. He might be a guy that, you know, in you know twenty twenty three, you know when he's you know twenty seven, mm-hmm. like oh. you know, getting a second shot, and he says promos mm-hmm. like yeah when I was here back in you know twenty seventeen when I was a kid, you know basically the the Serena Deep promo, yeah. <laughs> you know minus you know assuming he's not an alcoholic like she was. Uh, yeah, you know, I just wasn't ready for the big time, you know, or the, you know, NXT spotlight. And then he goes and tours Japan and does all that kind of stuff and uh, comes back in uh, 2022, 23. So, uh, let's, um, let's see. No. No. Come on, Faye. That's Faye, right? I assume. Yeah, what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> That's, uh, I think sitting is a VIP, but just in case, uh, so our good friend, uh, Charles Sitton, who's, um, who's, uh, currently overseas. I think he's, um, doing his military thing. He's in Germany, he's in France, doing being a tourist. So, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, I think, on the road listening to this. Um, So he says, he sends it an email. Uh, I thought I couldn't be done, but I'm officially, I thought it it couldn't be done, but I'm officially a Roman Reigns fan, dot, 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 for the next four weeks. Uh, John Cena's dickishness Dickishness knows no bounds. Cena just proved Reigns and everybody else before him, before him's point on how how he buries talent 
building up to a match. It's about building up both superstars, a la Heyman, uh, not tearing someone down completely and clowning them verbally just to stroke your own ego. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of the issue I had with it. Like, it did nothing. It does nothing for Cena besides he gets a ooh and a ah. But, you know, people know Cena. They like him or don't like him. It's not – he's not building or defining himself. He's past that. He, we know who Cena is. But Roman Reigns, it's different. And he's at a different point of his career where uh, – I mean, you wouldn't have had John Cena, struggling John Cena in 2006 – uh, have Edge come out there and talk about how the three weeks he was champion, you know, the rating shot up to a five, and the live sex celebration did this number, and, you know, I mean, it just would have been like, yeah, then they put the title back on this guy, who we're all booing and we all hate him and he can't wrestle. It, you know, it's just been stupid and detrimental, to use the word you use in your poll. <laughs> it's what they do it now. It's like, what a difference, you know, 11 years makes, I guess, like, that they're willing to go that far. For, to a guy that they like, you could see if it was Kennedy on his way out, you know, a guy that technically was a main eventer, but, you know, <laughs> stumbled his dumbass way out of the fucking company. Um But it's John Cena. I mean, but it's Roman Reigns, the guy that you want your – you know, future the next decade built on to 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 do that. Just I don't know. I just I'm I'm baffled. I'm 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 more baffled that more that not that not as many people. And it's because they don't like Roman Reigns. And it's like they let that cloud their cloud their judgment. It's like I cannot like a guy and still go that was a fucked up thing to do to a guy. Like I don't understand. Like that's not. I don't. I can empathize or whatever with someone I don't particularly care for. And yeah, Cena's a petty bitch, man. Like, and like Roman said, like a fake ass bitch too, because he's like, you know, oh, nice guy, you know, John. But no, he's a petty fucking weirdo. You know, watch him on the Bellas and all his rules in his sterilized house, and you know. Good on him that he can live like that, but and and has the stroke to tell people, ah, put your shoes on, take your shoes off, don't, you know, it's my house. I mean, damn, I come in your crib, I do take, you know, if you said take your shoes off, like I would. I just, I'm, anyway, I don't like it on <laughs> micro <laughs> analyzing John Cena's personality, but he's a fucking scumbag, and I think he's shown over and over again that he is. You know, the JTG stuff we talked about a few months ago. Um, yeah, and like. It and says he, his dickishness knows no bounds. I really would be interested in the in the knowing what happened immediately backstage after that segment was over. Like was, uh, I guess they had the match and then they went. You know, like did they shake on it? Did they go? Yeah, great stuff. You know, like ooh, you burned me there. You know, high fives. Like I don't. And and oh and. He's probably, you know, if he's listening, yelling at his damn phone or his device. Like, it's not Cena, and he's right. A lot of that is, is, and like we talked about with his stuff with The Rock, that's Vince McMahon in his ear, figure 
figuratively and literally, you know, giving him lines and themes to probably, you know, get over. Tell him he's not doing his job. That's why you're here. Yeah. Like, you can just hear it. Instead of, like, how are we going to fix this? Roman Reigns, let's have a meeting. Roman Vince, creative people, Cena, whoever. I don't give a fuck, Triple H. Like, how... (laughs) Like no, let's parade them on TV, and and make it one of the most talked about segments, you know, of the summer. Stupid. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. Um. All right. Thanks for the email. Said appreciate it. Let's uh, head back to the uh, phone lines. Let's, uh, hmm, 248, who is 248, where is 248, 248 is Oakland County, Michigan, which borders Detroit, so, all this, intents and purposes, we have a, we got Detroit on the line, so let's go to Detroit, unfamiliar number, so let's, uh, yeah. Hello. Detroit, who's this? What up? What's happening? Hey, this is uh, Ed uh, calling out of Troy, Michigan, right near the city of Detroit. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's your name again? Ed. Ed. What's happening, Ed? First time hey, caller, uh, I assume, right? I don't think we've talked before. I, yeah, I believe I'm first time caller. Uh, a I couple things I wanted to talk about and get uh, hear what you guys got to say. One of the things I always found interesting was the uh, Montreal Screwjob with Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. And I've, you know, uh, listened and watched a lot of YouTube podcasts, you know, from both points of view. I, I kind of more on the Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon side, you know, where Bret didn't want to drop the title before he came to Montreal. And, you know, he wanted to, you know, protect the business. He wasn't going to allow him to take that championship belt, the WCW, and I understand, you know, a little bit where, where Brett came from, where, you know, he wanted to stay with the WCW, then, I mean, with the WWE, but then Brett was told that, you know, you'll you'll keep your title in Montreal, we'll, you know, uh, when you go to New York or this other venue, and at the last minute. But um, I was just curious to kind of get your guys' opinion on that and see kind of, you know, if you more sided with Vince McMahon and what he did with the, you know, when he did what he did to uh, – uh, uh, Hart Brett. or uh, Brett, Brett uh, or you know, if you're more on Brett the Hitman, uh, Hart side with that. Maybe your opinion on the Montreal screw job. Yeah, yeah. Real quick though, um, how'd you find sure. the show? Were you just kind of searching blog talk and hey, wrestling yeah. show? Well, actually, I I, I enjoy uh, wrestling and I I love uh, I go on the blog talk and there's a couple of wrestling shows because I just grew up watching wrestling for years. I don't. I'm not into it as much as I used to be, like in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. You know, I watch right. Raw and SmackDown once in a while, but I love hearing just people talk about what's going on in the wrestling as well as, you know, opinions on stuff. And uh, I, I love, like, Ric Flair, he's had a great podcast show. I've listened to his, too. But I always found this kind of interesting. I always like hearing people's opinions. One of my interesting things is that Montreal Screwjob incident. Yeah, um let's uh yeah, let's get into it, Cam. Um Montreal. We're we're you know, coming up on twenty years. 
practice uh, in two months away, so maybe we'll start, you know, seeing little uh, interviews and that kind of thing for for the twenty year anniversary, uh, or twenty whatever. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> whose side are you on? For me, it's always kind of like I'm. You're rarely ever going to see me side with management unless you shot somebody yeah. at work. So uh, I've always kind of been on Bret Hart's side with all this. Um, you know, and even as an adult, like, you start to find out kind of new things about it. Like, a lot of people think he was just taking himself too seriously. But, you know, my thing is, if, um, you know, if you're at a job, they always, you know, try to replace you. Like, especially when, you know, if you go with the idea that they had the money to sign Bret Hart, um, but, you know, there was a better deal for him somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I I tend to believe Bret Hart because you don't hear negative stories about him doing people dirty. Um, you know, one of his key things is I've always had a good match with, with everybody. I've never hurt anybody. And really, nobody has a bad word to say about the guy. So it's hard for me to believe, like, he took things so seriously, he was going to hold on to that title and really put them at a disadvantage, especially when, you know, it seemed like, at least up until that point, they pretty much been fair with him and went along with the things that he wanted to do. Um, you know, Brett was, was by the book, you know, showed up on time for work, did a good job with everybody. Um, and now, you know, when you hear about these territory promoters, very rarely were they in favor of the talent unless they were put over a barrel and had to be. Um, and, you know, you kind of almost wish in that situation that Brett had taken more advantage of Vince McMahon because it seemed like he was doing things by the book and by a code that he had always abided by. Um, and it does seem like, you know, Vince McMahon not only took advantage, but expected people to understand why he took advantage. And that's what always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. They never saw himself as the bad guy, you know, in the situation and didn't play it like that until it became evident that that was actually going to make more money. Um, yeah, that's, that's about where I stand. Yeah. I'm definitely more with Brett. Yeah, I'm the guy that almost always is going to side with with the, with the employee over the employer, definitely over management, but – Vince McMahon was right. Like, come on. Like, you're going to lose this belt, and you're going to lose it here. You don't get to say when you do or don't drop a title. Period. Like, this isn't, we're not talking about justice, whether, you know, social justice or, like, fucking, you know, like, no, this is just a work thing. You're leaving. There were like, like the idea that Vince, like that Vince thought Brett would do something like that, like take the title over to WCW and do disrespect it in some way. I think that was a little. I think that's something he uses to strengthen an argument he don't need to strengthen. Like I'm the I'm the boss. I'm not asking you to do anything untoward. I'm not asking you to do yeah. anything that that. All your predecessors before you, every single one of them. Like, okay, Bruno didn't have to fucking, you know, drop a title in Pittsburgh, probably. But he would have if he was asked. Like, we need you to drop this title to Larry Zabisco in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Like, okay, you're paying me, right? Well, of course. 
house is going to be huge. You'll get a bonus and blah, blah, blah. And Bruno would have fucking put Zabisco over. And, and you know, my Ross told him to. Uh, no matter wrong. if he's in a whole country, not even your hometown, you're not going to lose in your whole country. Well, I mean, there's only like because you don't like Canada. this one particular employee that they have you working with. Like that's not my like you don't is, get to dictate because y'all got some personal animosity and it's going to be like something that burns you up for the rest of your life. Ooh, I had to drop a, you know fake fucking title to fucking my enemy in real life and on TV uh, in my home, in my backyard, sort of. But here's the thing, though. If you if you understand that that's how serious I take it, um, what you can't do to me, you can't play me like that in public, though, because I didn't play you in public. That's, you know. Um, what do you mean? That, that's this before or after? No, I mean, like, actually playing them to the point where, you know, you're, you're screwing like he loses the title unknowingly, and then he's left stuck in there looking like an idiot. Like that's right because he wouldn't work. He wouldn't do business. No. So but he no, had to then, find then, another means. You know, another means is you take the title off the guy before the match. For whatever. Shit, reason. you got customers and all that kind no. of stuff. But uh, Kidding okay, me? but and I hear you, but I don't mean like immediately before the match. Like you find a way not to make your employee look stupid. Like. If, okay, here's my thing. If it's worth what people say about you, and it's worth getting knocked the fuck out, then okay. That, that's <laughs> your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but probably another, we could probably talk another half hour about was Bret Hart justified for knocking his boss out? And I'm going to say absolutely. Like, you can't, I mean, you can't in this like, business that we're in, you can't play me out like that. Right, I guess. If you want to give, if yeah. you get putting wrestling on a, if you're grading the wrestling business on the curve, sure. Yeah. But for wrestling, Fine. you can't do that. But, but no, I, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from as far as, like, I like said, you. And then Rich you, is saying, I'm leaving out the part it. where he's having beef with the coworker they want you. No, I said that. Like, I, I don't care that you don't like the guy that they're having you work with or do that. That is not, that is not my problem as a company, as the owner of a company. Sorry you got, you don't like this particular guy. And it's going to burn you up that you had to, but, you know, but do this. Be thing. fair though, don't but don't leave out. It's not just about feelings though. Be fair. What, what, what did Bret Hart say though? He was like, "Look, this is going to hurt my marketability where I live going forward. Like, this is going to mess up my future money that you told me you can't pay me. So, right. you know, let's do it." And he was uh, supposedly, you know, he was willing to drop it anywhere but Canada, or I guess, like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, also, it was a paper. But you don't like, get to put stipulations not, on when and where you can, where you're willing yeah. to do something. That's not how that relationship mm-hmm. works. That's not the direction the orders go in. But they like, don't have to tell know, me like, it does. I'm sorry, you gotta. If, it, if, but if that's not what's gonna place. happen, don't tell me that's gonna happen. Like I, well, I agree with you, Travis. But like, don't tell me it's gonna happen if it's not gonna happen. Don't, don't agree with me. Well, because then I got a beef. No, you can't like. Lying to your employee doesn't like because you're the boss doesn't justify it. Like you, you know, you don't get to just decide that you're you're going to do something actually wrong to me because you're in charge and and I'm messing up the hierarchy. Like unless you're okay listening, so out. other means need to be uh, employed. Yeah, I, but I think like you know they're adults. This isn't you're not talking yeah. to a child. 
You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot here, but I I more more so now than I have in the past. You understand? You know, there, there's definitely another side. Um, yeah, but right. I, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't a scumbag thing to do, uh, no. uh, Vince, to screw Brett like that. Like, it, it, yeah, it was like uh, unequivocally, um, like no no universe is that not like deceptive and all the kind of adjectives you can you can use totally. Um, but I totally understand why it had to be done that way, or why it was done that way. Not had to be, but why it was done that way. Why they chose. Have we ever? Have we ever been asked to talk about this on this show? Like maybe you have. (laughs) Have we ever been asked about this? About Montreal. Like not not to this extent. Like really Unless it was brought up, like, on TV and, like, we're like, oh, here we go, talking about Montreal mm-hmm. 15 years ago, blah, blah, blah. Maybe in that yeah, context, yeah, but not specifically, like, hey, what do you think about it yeah. and, 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 the, and the actors in that situation? Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's Ed. So, that yeah, that's that cool. Yeah. And, um, okay, we're just still... He had a 20-year contract in creative control, so yes, he could tell his boss to kick rocks. Okay, and you saw that where that got him. Who was the rock that got kicked? Just saying, he just, you know, know where the, ooh, nice, where the power lies. So, all right, let's, uh, like Rich uh, put his hand up want to rejoin this conversation and maybe give his opinion. So, Ed, if you're still uh, hanging on, this is our VIP co-host, uh, Richard Fan, and maybe he'll give his opinion on uh, Montreal. Uh, Rich, what's that? What up? How much? How are you guys? Doing well, okay. sir. Doing well. Yeah. I was just listening while I picked up my dinner. Go ahead for the alt-left. Wait, what? Chill for your anarchist buddies. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? What? No. What are you talking about? Yeah, come on, See? come on, ain't you fan? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I don't even know where you're coming from. I'm just piling Montreal. on. Yeah, Montreal. Like that was the whole reason he had a reason to say what he said. He had creative control. So they argue contract, just like, you know, I'm a Knicks fan with Carmelo. Bill Jackson could whine all he wanted about how the Knicks need to move on, but if Carmelo's not waiting, waving the no-trade cause, Bill Jackson got to kick rocks. Same thing. But ben you know what Bill cool Jackson or the owner or whoever could do? They could. Like, What's that? Bench him not be or, like, other. Hmm? They could not be trash. Oh, I'm right. just saying, couldn't they, Thank they you could can. not play him. I don't, they I don't could, know enough but they still it. have to pay him as a guaranteed contract. Now, see, the whole no, thing no, no, with the no, Montreal I'm not saying is, that he's that they yeah, yeah. No, the thing with Montreal was Brett knocked, when Brett knocked Vince out, he lost the right to that contract, uh, breach of contract he had with Vince. First of all, yeah, he for him, it was him worth out. it. He punched him in the face. Like, <laughs> that's, uh, you know. He punched him in the face, and he, he probably dropped him. But that's different from being knocked out. This wasn't a red from Friday situation. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, yo, if I fell down Brett had knock one punch, knockout power. God damn. A six two, two hundred and thirty five pound man who was gassed up, right, I would say he right. might have that. Especially when he's popping a dude because the Undertaker told him he had to go in there and make it right. And he hit him in the eye. So if you can knock somebody out by punching him in the eye. Woo! Well, again, he got red again. He got caught with that red shot. Oh, right. And then he cried in the limo. (laughs) Then he had to go cry in the car. But yeah, I, the creative control thing was the thing that got me. If you didn't want it, just like with Carmelo, if you didn't want to give that person that thing in his contract, you shouldn't have done it. So when he said, "I will, I will job to any dude you want, just not this guy." Yeah. Well. And when you add in all the stuff, like, no, remember the dude who came up with that? That was the moment. That was his moment in the sun, where they're all sitting around. Shoot, Brett said he don't want to. Brett said he's got his uh, career control. And all of a sudden, a voice from the void, you know, you don't have to listen to that. (laughs) You don't want to do business? Who was that? Triple H. Oh, Triple H. Right, right, right. We can make him do business. Yeah. And it was was like a mob hit. Like, you have to know, like, the situation you're in. Like, if you're in a corporate office setting and it's like, Nothing that you well, I play, you played a contract card or whatever, and there's and you can and there's nothing, you know. So like, hey, thing. I come He's in, lucky. I pull out my TPS reports. Like if they got to go out of their way to sabotage you to cut your email line, I don't fucking know. Maybe whatever corporate kind of office sabotage there is, but it's not so cut and dried. Like you're not going in the office like, hey, person who I'm art who I'm in opposition with button heads with. What do you got for me today? <laughs> you know, like if I'm if I'm working in a fucking taxi place and I'm fucking arguing with the dispatcher or the guy that the dispatcher answers to, like, like, well, I can probably guarantee I'm going to get some fucking shit jobs for the next however long till I make this right or till I quit or whatever. Like, he, he, you know, he left himself open, and hey, they made him do business. Hey, I'm really appreciative of the fact you let me on the phone because people can listen to the fact that Travis Bryant is a corporate whore for free now. Wow. Wow. See, this is what I I was talking about earlier when I tweeted, you could be a really nice guy and keep receipts. This dude called my wife everything but her name during the election season. Now he's like, well, you know, sometimes the corporations, you just got to bend over and take it. Wow. (laughs) Sad about he's telling on himself. Mm-mm. Travis Bryant. Travis. You, know what that means. you know what that means, Rich? That means his dental kicked in. So now you can't tell yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. That's Something it that. right there. All of a sudden, him and Young right. Max can go to the same dentist now. You ain't got to go to that car up in four 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 cleanings a year. Who needs four cleanings a year? This guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. <laughs> he come walking in like the Vince McMahon strut. I'm here for my cleaning. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, yeah, that that was the thing. If it was anybody else, and because, remember, Shawn Michaels had had the same situation prior when he was champ, and he was like, nah, I wouldn't have done it for you. So it was constantly, even on the DVD they talked about it, like even Shawn admits in hindsight, like he was being a royal pain in the butt. Like, yeah, you know, if the roles are reversed, I wouldn't do it either, but you got us, so come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I readily admit that it was just, 
yes, a scumbag situation all around. Um, That'd be like if Wade told me I had to give up the deep dive and hand over the account to you. I just delete it all. <laughs> Wait a second. Damn, now I'm finding out me and Rich, Rich looks at our relationship like a Brett Sean. Okay, damn. I did. The so second I was like, hey, out. man, I'm starting this new show. Wade's giving me a shot. I figured if the dude who gave me a shot would help out. Nah, you pull the Brett Favre. He's like, nah, I'm here to play quarterback. I'm not here to mentor you. I ain't here to teach nobody. I ain't here to give yep. pointers and, and <laughs> give you a It's like, oh, hey, Travis, uh, I'm trying to log on to Blog Talk to get ready to do the live cast. Hey, you should have learned that password before you got on the field, hey, Rook. Hey, see, Rich ain't shit. Rich, <laughs> see, this is what Rich do. He take a kernel of truth and then... <laughs> You motherfucker. And then they'll just turn that shit and make you look like a total scumbag. Oh, man. I'm hey, calling. Going, Wade's you know, out with his family. His, Wade's like, oh, I'm so his, sorry. I can't get on right now. I'm going to try to see if I can get the password. Travis might have it. Yeah, he told me to kick rocks, Wade. Then you just see dot, shit. dot, dot from Wade. He don't even know how to react. Bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. I, got the, I have the receipts. I am waving them right now as I drive. Mm-hmm. Anybody knows well, yeah, anybody before. knows my heart. <laughs> oh man. But that's just, but okay, before I go the real quick yeah. Yeah. the Roman Reigns thing to me is just like Favre and Rogers. And I think I answered on the quiz that it wasn't gonna help Roman. And the reason it isn't gonna mm-hmm. help Roman is because I think I agree with Cam and that he's not gonna get any better. So he's Won't got help the him, old but you didn't say detrimental though, right? You just said yeah. I didn't, I didn't say detrimental because for me it's just not from because Wade and I talked about it on Tuesday during SmackDown. I rather in I rather watch that than watch the crap they put on SmackDown between Rusev, Gender, Shinsuke, and Randy Orton, whose yeah. best acting in his career happened on that Hurricane commercial. Real, really real. So, like. I, I get it. Like, not everybody can do what those two did on Monday, but I also think people appreciate it because it was those two. If it was Cena or Reigns tearing somebody else down, it would have been a far more negative response than both of them because it's like, as, you know, Shahid would say in Godzilla with Ken Watanabe, let them fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let them, yeah, them doing it to each other as opposed to, yeah. you know. Like, imagine Roman telling a guy that, you know, I mean, you're good, but you're not me because they like me better. That, that wouldn't work out too Imagine much. Some, one of those guys saying any of that stuff to Dolph Ziggler. Ooh. No, they would just, I, I mean, mean, God. Can they please? Can they please? Hmm? Maybe? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you, yeah, can I you would. I would. I accidentally went way too far. Like, Wade had a good chuckle because I was like, Dolph Ziggler, he isn't a good wrestler because he isn't a good comedian, and we don't know what he is outside of being Amy Schumer's former, like, boy toy. Like, the dude's nothing now. I've seen him on Fox. I've seen him on MTV. He thinks he's smarter than he is, and that just doesn't help him. Yeah. You got it all figured out? Yeah. He's worse than Leo Rush because he's been there long enough to know better. And what is he? Got to be touching. What is he? Thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, no, he's shit. He's my, my age. He's got to be like thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, 
super. And you know, I mentioned. I mentioned last night he might have the problem of you know his brother caught that murder rap, so he might not right be in the right state of mind to work anyway. Yeah, but, that's also true. That's rough. But he was doing this stuff. But like now he's doing what they are doing to the rest of the roster, and nobody cares because it's like okay, so you're gonna complain that somebody has a sparkly entrance, somebody has this music, somebody has this robe. You had a black bodyguard, an attractive girlfriend, uh, money in the bank. Billy Gunn's offense. You name it, you had every opportunity to be with. And so, what? What? what you failed with them. He's worse than Roman. He's like on that evolutionary chart. He's the worst version of Roman. Like, you were there and you couldn't do it, and you can't blame anyone at this point but yourself. So he's two. He just turned thirty-seven at the end of July. So yeah, he's not even. Uh, He's two months younger than me, so yeah. yeah. Like imagine him in New Japan. Like Wade was like, let him go to. I was like, no, 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 no. Guys like Juice Robinson could go to New Japan because he's like under thirty. He goes to New Japan at thirty-seven. Nobody want to be wrestling with Dolph, Nick Ziggler or Dolph Nemeth or whatever they're gonna Nick Nemeth or whatever he's gonna do. They already got that guy. That's Cody. And. At least Cody has. Yeah. I, I, I never thought I'd say that Cody has more personality than he does. Yes. Yes, that's accurate. Damn, Dolph was a high. I mean, thing shoot, going at like one point, like twenty eleven, like yeah. Day after uh, what day after WrestleMania in New York, man? Like that was. Yes. Yeah. Twenty thirteen. Like, Go ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah, Dolph, like, he just embarrasses himself, and I'm looking at, like, okay, it's already bad enough that you're doing that, and then you you got these questionable politics, and then on top of the questionable politics, you now have a questionable, not necessarily work ethic, but you just, you just finding reasons to complain about stuff, and it's not working, man, like... You can't say somebody else is, you know, like when Roman was being called a rip off of John Cena in memory ways, I can see it, and I can see what they're talking about with, like, Vince. Basically, Vince is Which doing what he always true. does. It's not true. How? Well, remember, Travis, you got to look at it. Vince one, is being the like, bad dad. He's playing the kids against each other. Yeah. Well, he see, is Roman, not a rip Roman has his fair share. Roman's got I the big dog. I believe that, and I'm the guy, like, he doesn't do it like Saint. Like I'm not a not, good guy. I mean, I'm not a bad guy. That. I'm a guy. Right, right. Like, but believe that was the only one that the only thing that was encouraged, like you know, channel longs or, or or things like that. I just, yeah, I think Roman's enough of his own guy that he's like, oh no, he's not a Cena bootleg. Like what? He doesn't even have colorful T-shirts. He's not like, oh, like overly like. Giddy and like, hey everybody, I'm here. Look at me. It's the opposite. Like that's what people get on to about. Oh, he's all laid back. Well, that ain't Cena. Cena definitely ain't laid right. back and too cool for school. Like Cena's a big dork and embraces it in a lot of ways. So, like just personality wise, how they wrestle, their chemistry in the ring, uh, body chemistry, all that kind of stuff. Like Roman doesn't count on his body to to get him over. Like. The, the boxes are not getting checked off as far as like being a boot, a Cena ripoff. 
So I think that's totally unfair and overblown. The only way he's like Cena is the company's determined to get him over. Like that's it, yeah. and then that's where the comparisons in. I think the big thing with Roman is he is, and this is where Vince comes in. He's the dad playing the kids against each other because they he feels like they perform better when they have that competition, even though he's slowly destroying both of them. Um, in the case of Roman, he's the photo negative of Cena. He does similar things, but they're like you're saying they're different. He might not have 800 color T-shirts, but he's the T-shirt by coming out in body armor. He might not have the catchphrase or the 800 ways to say it, but he's got the machine gun bullet, you know, cocking the gun for his uh, Superman punch. Okay. And he's got Amazing. the ooh ah. I'm just saying, and, like, you know, I'm not going to... Everybody's a fucking carbon copy of everybody, then, because everybody has a thing. Like, that's that's absurd. Like, yes, he has but, signature but, things. Like, every but single as the top guy, he... makes any kind of, makes, gives a damn or makes any kind of money or anything. Ain't nobody just yeah, but... boots and trunks going out there. I mean, what do you think, Austin, throwing up his middle finger, shaking his head, you know, in people's face? I mean, everybody has a shtick. It's absurd to be saying it's a ripoff of this guy because he does a thing as well. Not the same, not similar, just a thing. You know, he does the arm thing with his, like, yeah. Bobby Roode also does glorious before he hits his fucking DDT because everybody has a thing. He's a ripoff of John Cena? No, that's stupid. So, uh, yeah, no, I, but he's not, I just Bobby don't get Rude that argument. Or guy when you're... To, to, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't see it. Well, Bobby, that's the thing. The top guy, and that, and that, this has been an argument that those guys have had, real or imagined, for the better part of two and a half years. Whether it's, you know, this is one of those things where it's like you have that one person in the conversation who everybody else could say something, but that person says it is going to set you off, and it's like, what do you mean by that? Like when he was doing the stuff, talking about how much money he made over the weekend, taking shots at somebody's earnings or whatever the merch sale, and Cena was like, well, maybe you should be focused on, you know. Making sure yep. the team's good. And, that, one and he's like, well, how about you? He's like, why, what you got to, what you, why, you, why are you talking about nobody talking to you? And I think that's, that's what Vince is baking on. He, because remember, Vince also had Roman. People were forgetting. Cena heard from Roman, I've been working six days a week. Like, Cena ain't been a half cyborg for 10 years. But right, you're right. moving that's, away from Papa. So now all of a sudden, it's like, you oh, you sometimes. He's a term coach. You know. Yeah, disloyal piece of crap. When I gave you life, <laughs> your mama, yeah. your, your, yeah, your mother said, said you were going to go to the doctor. Through that Roman said that also. I, I think it was the same thing. Yeah, busting my ass and see you on a Today Show. Like, no, that's just how it is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 42 years old and I'm not doing this for another 10 years. So. Or if I want right. to do this for another 10 years, I can't do it all the time. It's just, you know, physics and, you know, physiology. Right. I see the way and it was one of those things. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> you, know, and you know it wasn't a shoot because, like uh, Cam mentioned with the, the shot about Ray, Cena could have come back with, okay, if I'm phony and I'm doing all this just because I got to do it, I didn't need to set a record with Make-A-Wish. I could have just done them like you do every couple of weeks. I don't need to show up at this the hospital. I could just go to my secret orphanage and wait. See, I said too much. That's 
On that note, let me uh we're gonna get a whole goddamn hour and a half of talking, Rich. Quit hogging up the airtime. Okay, well, talk to you later. <laughs> Wait for a snappy comeback. But, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he like, nope. He like, you seen him. Like, nope, I ain't giving you shit. <laughs> when you hang up on me, just do it. Just do it. No, no, no. Just do it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, um, uh, Ed got the hell out of here, too. He's like, all right, I heard my Montreal shit. There we go. <laughs> he just find wrestling shows to call it to. What do y'all think about Montreal? Like, oh, anything to, in the last 20 years you want to talk about? <laughs> as mm-hmm. soon as we were finished with that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Those guys say, fuck? Oh, my God. Turn it yeah. off. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to, uh, I think, Willis. Willis, is that you? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on, peeps? What's up, man? What's happening? Man, all I got to say is about that Roman and Cena promo, it didn't help Roman any because everything John Cena said was true and Roman didn't really come back with anything that a whole bunch of people had already said in several Times that they went against John Cena, so it was like he didn't. And then have John get, Cena and, call him out on the on the thing that <laughs> on that you know like Cena gets a rebuttal to his rebuttal. Oh, right. you know, use the same line everybody been using. Like, damn, they could have gave him a better line, and you know, so yeah. And what I don't understand is Roman knows that he's not getting where he's supposed to be with the fans or where Vince was supposed to be. Why didn't he speak up before they did? We know most of that was scripted, but how come he didn't speak up any during the scripting of this saying, y'all kind of making me look like a chump during this this segment. Why didn't he speak up and try to make it? Yeah, want to look like a chump right then and there speaking up. Like, oh, you got a problem, Roman? Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it just didn't help him. And another thing about it is, as soon as Cena came out, the first thing he said was, "I'm about to call out the most protected man back there in the company, Roman Reigns." He he don't know what it's like to be the most protected man in the company. It's stupid. I know, right? I know, right? I was like, ain't this some shit? One of the, the one of the better lines Roman had was, you know, I beat the Undertaker, I retired him at WrestleMania. So you say I don't want to fight you, maybe I just don't need to, you know. I mean, again, it's like bringing in something that I don't. I'm just an I'm just like I don't think should be bought up. Like I don't need to. Like what does that mean? Well, it means you know. <laughs> It's a status thing, him. and it has nothing to do with wins and losses. So I don't like that aspect mm-hmm. to it, but at least he got like a, you know, a, a ooh-ah line. Like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe he, like he's saying, I'm a star. And he's right. Like, I'm a big enough star that if I don't ever face Cena, like, whatever, Cena never faced Stone Cold, even though he did get to face The Rock three times. So that kind of makes up for, you know, getting that torch pass, so to speak, you know, next generation of kind of 
You know, so uh-huh. yeah, sometimes you don't get to face the guy that you're replacing, and and that's okay. Yeah. You can wonder. But but the, even though Roman said what he said about Undertaker, John Cena basically shut that shit down. He said you basically beating somebody on the way out with a bad hip. Right, which is like, okay, so Cena gets to talk shit about The Undertaker. Like, which led to speculation, like, oh, maybe Cena, Undertaker's going to come back and not like that, and that's how they get to their Cena-Undertaker match at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, if that would go against the whole retired thing. But, yeah, it was, like, can you imagine your Undertaker, you're, like, at home, like, eating, like, a sandwich or a bowl of soup or something? He's <laughs> like, wait, What? What? <laughs> like, yes, all that's true. I was an old man with a bad Two bad hips. But what the fuck? Yeah. John, why you got to bury me like that? If he got backstage after their match on Monday and looked at his phone and that shit said, M. Calloway. <laughs> and it just said, T.F. question mark. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah, or a Dylon meme of him like, "Why? Why? Come on!" Yeah. Or, or the bl- the guy that's blinking, that guy. Oh, oh excuse me, huh? What? <laughs> yeah, he, he has so many options. But yeah, Undertaker probably like, "Michelle, what's the? How do I send a GIF? <laughs> how you say it, right, GIF?" <laughs> What also killed it during during that damn promo was when Roman was supposed to say shovel and he said shuffle and he couldn't get the word shovel out right. John Cena was He basically said, if you're supposed to be the big dog, you're supposed to know how to cut a promo by now. I'm like, damn, that's just fucked up. Right. And that's that's improvising asshole John Cena, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, cause yeah, like just just let it go. I hate Damn. Roman Reigns to death, but I even felt bad for him at that <laughs> point. Damn, Willis was feeling some kind of way about wow. See, that's what they know they went too far. I was like, man, I was like, they ain't need to embarrass that boy that bad on the damn TV. And then Roman looked like he was about to cry when John Cena was like. Yeah, you might be here full time, but I do, I do a better job than you do. Um, I do a better job on part time than you do full time. That's why they got me on Raw. I like that's messed right. up. But you can't do your job. Like, what a dumb thing to say. What an acknowledgement of yeah, Raw kind of, you know. And for real, for Raw's been maybe it's because SmackDown hasn't been as good as it was, say, you know, this time last year to. You know, lead up to WrestleMania was just—I mean, almost guaranteed—a you know better show. You know, Dean Ambrose and whatever they were doing with him as world champion, all that stuff. Just being able to stretch stuff out in this—you know—in a way that made sense and, and keep feuds fresh and with with less uh, roster members and less and a less hour, which was good. And but now Raw's been. You know, Raw's been okay. Raw's been pretty good the last little bit. Few weeks, yeah. But and, I mean, but, more than just the last few weeks. Like it's been, it's been, it's been. Raw's been good pretty much all summer. Like when SmackDown's taking that, you know, you know, gender as, as champion, Raw was 
uh, you know, made up for it at least, like by not being a terrible show. Right. And some some of that promo that was Vince telling Ro- Roman, I don't you you not don't think you bigger than the company. And number two, I got Braun Strowman in the back waiting to become the next guy. So you better shaping up, or else I'm already working on my next project. Yep. Oh, thanks. So yeah, I, was just, I think Roman can look around and go. Okay, if 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 that's if you think Braun Strowman is the guy that's going to carry this place for the next ten years, okay, sure, put your money on Braun Strowman. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, um, I, 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 yeah, I think Roman's fine. I don't think he has to look over his shoulder. And Braun Strowman is not that guy. As far as you can him as the guy, uh. Uh-uh. No I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell the way when I was in damn um, New York City. Okay, great. You know, yeah, we'll see in two Braun, years where where Roman Reigns and and Braun Strowman are. And I'm not saying Braun Strowman's going to be a bust or some kind of, but he's not a guy that you're going to be counting on to to carry the company for. He's going to be there to be a a, a huge cog and and part of that, but he ain't going to be the guy. No, 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 no. It's a lot of of people in the back speaking up for him. That's one thing Jim Ross has been talking about. There's been a lot of people backing up there, but they say that he he don't cause no problem in the back. If you have any advice to give to him, he'll sit down and listen to it with no lip or anything. So they were saying that he's real easy to deal with, so... That that's a plus when a lot of people are speaking up for him in the back. So, sure. Um, but another thing that I want to talk about that I'm surprised nobody bring up yet was the stuff that went on down in um, Triple A with Sexy Star. That's all about watching shit. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. We don't even talk about like Ring of Honor and TNA, but we're supposed to talk about fucking bullshit and yeah. happening in Triple A. I mean, whatever, I mean, if that's the stuff you like, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, I think you know. Interesting. Like a lot of people have, like, a lot of wrestlers have, like, immediately spoke out against it. Like, Cody oh, was like, absolutely. yeah, she'll never be in one of my locker rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she know, did that, that's just, just uh, But that's a whole number one. Like, that's really bad. What you don't yeah, do the that. number one, the number one rule is protect the person you're in the ring with. More than protect yourself. It's protect the because their life is in your hands, and you're most likely not going to put yourself in a in a bed. But anyway, it's the number goddamn one rule, man. Like I need to feel completely uh, safe letting you German suplex me or or, or whatever. I mean, come on, you know. So it was when when I heard the thing, I was like, oh, this is not going to, you know, you can't, you just can't do that. You can not show up for shit. You can show up to shows high or drunk and not be able to perform. You will get forgiven. You will be booked. You hurt somebody on purpose? On purpose? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if 
number one, if she ever gets booked again. Number two, if she don't have to fend and like fight for her life every time she's in some locker room. Maybe not literally, but somebody's going to test her everywhere she does finally get booked. Mm-hmm. Or people are going to leave, like, I'm not wrestling on a show with her. And then and, and promoters are going to be forced to, to not book her, or people are going to, like, all right, yeah, no, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll do that show with her. And then you know, try to start a fight, you know, God forbid they try to hurt her in the ring, you know, in a match, like, you know, that could just be a, it's like throwing at people in baseball. It's like, where does it end? Like, no way she didn't know that was going to be bad for her. Right. Like in hockey, you don't use your stick, like, as a weapon. Like, you can fight and bloody people up, you can do all kinds of stuff, but you don't use your stick. Yeah, you do. I, I heard Let alone your skates or something. That's just you know you get a that's an assault charge. Like that's like manslaughter right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they said it'd be. They be saying it'd be all kind of sexy shit going on down in um New Mexico with their wrestling because I'll be listening to Conan's podcast about it. They be trying to block people from going to different federations, even if they not in contract. Just because if they work there, they do all kinds yeah, of crap. It's real shady and unregulated and mob-like. You know, it's a throwback. You know, the, the states they were they were forced to. You know, like you got to be able to be manipulative and 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 that kind of stuff in in legal ways above, or at least like where you can't just not blatantly like send out a text. Yeah, no, we're not booking such and such anymore. <laughs> you know, we were like while in you know, Wrestler X, you know, here you can't, it's, you know, less, less, uh, outlaw, wild west kind of stuff. Right. And one thing, I'm actually not even looking forward to John Cena and Roman Reigns fighting because I don't care who wins. It doesn't matter to me who wins that match. It's just yeah, it does. You want to see Cena win? No, Stop playing. I I don't care because I don't think it's going to be really that of an exciting match because of both of their move sets basically Talk almost the really same. Good. Yeah, I think. But I mean, John Cena. John Cena puts on very good matches, and Roman Reigns. What's the last bad Roman Reigns match? Like, I think it'll be good. Mm, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't see Cena really caring about actually putting on a good match with Roman because Cena's just petty like that, and he about to get ready to do the Transformers movie, so he really doesn't have a reason to come back to do anything spectacular for a while. So, and, and you Roman, he's gonna take it easy. You know, you don't want to risk it here at the end. Like he's been in, there's a reason that he's been in tag matches on Raw and that he was in a short match with Corbin. Like, of course, they don't want anything bad to happen to him, you know, coming up. But yeah, you I, wonder how, how much they'll actually do. Uh-huh. I, I won't be surprised if John Cena just don't get in the middle of the ring and just lay down on his back and let Roman Wouldn't pin that him be amazing? <laughs> Would be the worst. And John Cena can't do it because... You know, John Cena's Mr. Never Give Up. Uh, but that would be amazing. I, the same thing went through my head when they did, when they faced off 
like, oh, God, what if Cena just laid down and gave Roman the win? But, yeah, that would be uh, that would be something. That would be terrible. I, just, I could just see him doing some crazy shit just to prove, be like, just to prove my point, you the most protected guy just like I was, so I'm going to protect you from getting hurt. So I'm going to just basically let you pin me, Roman, so I prove my point that you the most protected guy in the company. I'm going to let you just pin me. That would be some fucked up shit. And people would be mad as all hell at both of them. So, I don't know. I'm more interested in the Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman match. I think that's going to be a better match, just in my eyes. Just two big tanks in the ring lighting up each other and throwing chairs. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a spectacle, for sure. (laughs) So, and I'm curious to see which two of those matches is going to be the main event. Mm. Oh well, the title match, Roman or uh, Strowman Brock, for sure. He's still going against Brock here. Yeah. Yeah. And how do y'all and feel like about Cena the said, fight? Yeah, I ain't main evented WrestleMania in five years. I opened up SummerSlam, so it's not like they're in the mode where it's like, nope, Cena gotta end the show. And how do y'all feel about the fight? Because I watched the fight. I didn't pay for it, so I watched this shit on Periscope. Somebody from. South America was had their phone in front of the TV and was just streaming that joint on Periscope. Yeah, yeah I, I was Vegas, figured so, like, it was on. It's gonna be out, you know, like, out in before shutdown stuff. Uh, where'd you watch it? Yeah, Cam, in Vegas. Yeah, just like it was playing in the casino. Oh, okay. Did y'all stop? Were you like yeah. actively watching it, or were you too busy winning your ninety? No, bucks? I was. I was between. I was between drinks, so you know, I caught what I caught. Yeah. yeah. That joint was, it, to me, it was boring because all he did was hug most of the damn match. Boring? That was a. Uh, okay. I wasn't bored. I'll just say that. And I was like, they they look like they. Fine fight that went, that went about, you know, went about right. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, Mayweather's a showman, like, you let, you know, like you felt Connor out for three rounds, and then you know proceeded mm-hmm. to put the hurting on him. You know, and then yeah, about what you can expect. <laughs> like the whole like, well, nobody expected Connor to to uh, you know, to even you know, he lasted nine rounds. Like, wait a second, like I can show y'all the memes where y'all was saying Connor was gonna knock Floyd out and all this stuff. Like now it's like <laughs> the fact that he lasted nine rounds, not ten rounds, is like some accomplishment. Yeah, people were talking all kinds of They were talking all kinds of shit. Connor was going to knock him out. I'm like, that's this boy's first damn fight in the ring. He ain't going to knock nobody out, especially somebody that's been boxing for the last goddamn 20 years. That's damn yeah. common sense. Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, it was it was delusional. It was it was it was the epitome of delusion and in a lot of sense like leading up to that fight and people actually thought kind of had a chance like he had a, a, a chance because he's in the ring sure but like like do you know how fighting works and like did you see how like the fact that he got like every round in the first five rounds there was a a stoppage for or like a rabbit punch thing and then he then he kicked him and then he kicked him. Then he punched him in the balls. 
Uh, you know, that happens, but it's like still. It's like, what about those, those things? Nobody's talking about that. Like the fact that he punched Floyd in the back of the head 18 times. Right. So, it's because right. people was pissed with, pissed with Floyd from that Pacquiao match. So the only way Floyd knew he was going to get everybody. Shit. Like as a person, like, you know. <laughs> The, so many things the, the you can only, not like Floyd. I still don't fuck with Floyd after that Larry Merchant shit. Like, how you going to scream on an old man? Fuck Larry Merchant. I'm just saying, that's not a good, that optics, here you are, this fucking young in your prime fucking fighter getting in the face of this fucking white-haired old man. You ain't shit. Like, damn. Old, old man shouldn't have been talking shit for, for years and years and years. What on him? He's not a. He's like, look, he's not a woman. He wasn't gonna hit him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Floyd knew the only way he was gonna draw in all them people to watch that fight was to get somebody like McGregor that could talk a whole bunch of shit to get people in the door, and that's exactly what they did. And both well, of you them gotta remember, walked out. Like, no, you gotta get a white guy like, that can talk and like, get all those people because that was the dynamic. There was nobody. Yeah. As great as Floyd is, you know, your prime in boxing is, what, 26, 27? Like, as great as Floyd is, anybody that you can name as a contender in his weight class would have beaten him on Saturday night. Like, there was there was nobody to fight but somebody who was a spectacle fight that had a fan base but a guy that couldn't beat you. Like, you know, you got to be – the whole idea of a fighting champion is cute. Um, as long as people are paying your medical bills after you retire. Nobody gives a shit about, uh, you know, as much as people talk about all these great Mexican fighters and all these warriors, like, ain't nobody visiting them the, at the retirement home, helping them eat their pudding. You know what I mean? Like, you know, why? <laughs> Floyd, is, Floyd is 40 years old, man. Like, it was. this was the fight. This was the guy. And you're right. When you say... It was the only guy he could fight. I absolutely agree. But, um, yeah, he had no, like, what is he going to do, fight Triple G, fight Canelo again? He wouldn't beat Canelo again. He beat Canelo when he was still closer to his prime. Like, this was the money grab, and it's also the most money he could have made. Like, this is what yeah. people were paying for because there was a whole, like Travis was saying, there was a whole fan so many who convinced themselves that this guy could knock out Floyd Mayweather. I don't know why, right. but their love for he the had the great white, he had the overall great white hype, great white hope thing going, right? You know, mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. But then you had, you also had the, you know, MMA fans that were going to tune in. You had casual fans who know both names, maybe not, you know, following them and all that kind of stuff, but they know these names. Oh, wow, those guys are going to fight? Holy crap. Uh, and 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 then the promos and the interviews and stuff all spring and summer. So... And then I met, like, you wouldn't believe how many Irish people I met, you know, over the weekend who, like, legit were like, no, Connor's going to win. And just really believed it after, like, lengthy conversation. Like, it was, this was... This was the guy with a built-in audience that just nobody else is going to have. Um, but Floyd still has the tactical advantage. Like, you know, as a – I don't know, if we, like, us as regular guys talking about it, like, it, it, it just shocks me how people would talk for years about, well, Floyd chooses his fights. Like, you wouldn't choose your job. 
you would just, you know, you would throw your, uh, you would throw your job application into a pile, and whatever job they come up with, you just go with it. Like, you know, like if you had control over your life, you take it. And it's not like the guy was fighting tomato cans. Like he, you could say for a stretch of like three or four years, like he wasn't fighting who, like he didn't fight Pacquiao. That's it. You know what I mean? And he ended up making more money fighting Pacquiao late than he ever would have early. Like, the things that he did inside the ring and concerning the ring always made sense. And this one made the most sense, and he cashed out. You know, you you got maybe $200 million to fight a guy you knew couldn't beat you. That's not the American dream? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Connor got a cool hundred million out of it too, so he had to get this of his life, and is going to make yeah. more money now in UFC than he ever would have made in UFC. They have <laughs> to pay him now. Like everybody wins. They said Connor was out there partying that night. Well, I bet he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what more could you ask for? They pulled a con <laughs> on everybody. Salute. <laughs> yeah. All you needed, all you needed was uh, was uh, Sammy Jackson in a, in a white suit stepping over Conor McGregor, McGregor's body at the end, like shaking yep. boys. Bring hands. white hope. Yeah. And, and yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, wondering what happened to all that money he was about to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my, I still and like my movies. I just, yeah. And my partner was for everything. <laughs> And my parting words for tonight is, it's not shuffle, it's shovel. <laughs> yeah, you know. You are correct. People uh, make you are correct. <laughs> yeah. All right, Willis, good talking to you. All right, bye, y'all. Take care, man. All right, let's, uh, let's go to uh, international yeah. or Skype. Maybe it's Maybe it's Craig. Yo, are you watching, Travis? Uh, are you watching NXT? Craig, Why is that not? you? What, NXT? Cam? Yeah. Yeah. Who are these guys in the yellow killing these other guys? Heavy Machinery? Okay. The other guys are jobbers. Heavy Machinery. You just slammed that man face first from the top rope. My God. Heavy Machinery like, had a title shot against AOP like two, like two months ago. So you're telling me this isn't high voltage? <laughs> no. Heavy machine. I used to love high voltage. Uh, raging chaos. <laughs> but yeah, Craig, don't let me cut you off, man. What's, what's good? What's yeah, good? Craig. What's <laughs> uh, first of all, I need to ask you a question. Uh, is Darrell is on hold? Because if he is, I want him to go first. Because last time I Why? kind of, you know, took up too much. Well, because I felt bad last time. I was, like, bitching that Why you guys kept me on hold for, like, call. three First yeah. of all, Darrell asked, Darrell asked been asking us, uh, uh, what kind of, like, it's been so long since I've been in school. He's been asking us essay questions on Twitter all week. So, Darrell's good right Who now. Who questions? Ethnic questions? Not oh, ethnic questions, but ethnic, because he is black, but... No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> essay question. Okay. Us full length, detailed. Uh, I need you like he, 140 character questions with uh, with Facebook answers because them just do not be easy to answer. That's my man. Mm. 
So, Craig, yeah, no, time. Craig, don't worry about derail. Just, yeah. All right, all right. I'll take this. I'll try to make it quick. I'm, I'm. Yeah, my show. I, I, I want to put on. Uh, I want to put on. And when I want to put on them. Well, yeah. On, so. I know, but I felt bad last time because I was like bitching that you guys had well, me on no. a hole for three hours, and then Ralph followed me, and I was like, oh man, I feel bad for that dude. So it's still our fault. Hey. What you think? Well, Darrell has yeah. got more time on this damn show, <laughs> and I don't think he would ever <laughs> complain about having to hold on because he's going to get he's going to talk for fifteen, twenty damn minutes. So he's going to get his say. So don't worry about that. And we're all we're all going to listen to the end anyway. Anyway, all right. Uh, first of all, I don't like the reputation I've gotten. I would never compromise the integrity of the East Coast cast by. Assuming another uh, phone number, VPN, whatever the hell, you know, Dan yeah, Aykroyd. I, I think that was that, you, Ed, from Toledo or Ed from Troy. Be, no. No, I, uh-huh. I like him just because he was from around Detroit. I love Detroit. Detroit's my stuff. Anyway. Let me find out if uh, got a white voice and a white, white voice. That'd be fascinating. What would be fascinating? Wow. Let me find out he got a white voice and a white, white voice. Like, he's also is, but he's a completely different white person. <laughs> now watch. Watch. Ed's going to be black, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. Sorry, Ed. I've I made that mistake right. before on right. this show. Like, on this very like, show, I've made that mistake what the fuck? and met a guy later and was like, oh, hey, buddy. So, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, totally right. All right. What what I really want to do? I want to burn through my SummerSlam because I, I couldn't call in last week because uh, I I got off the bus at ten forty. Well, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, and then you know I had to sleep because I thought I had to work Wednesday night, so I had to sleep. So I couldn't call in to give my recap of SummerSlam weekend. So I want to do it right now really quick. And I want to do it in less than seven minutes, if you will allow me. Hey, do your thing, man. Travis, do I have your blessing? Go ahead, Craig. God damn it. Man, you only got six minutes and 45 minutes. All right, right. Roger. <laughs> I got it. All right, now. Right, second five right now. Alright, 15-hour bus ride right after I got off the phone with your bitch asses. Uh, it, it didn't show up until 1.30 in the afternoon because the, the, the bus was two hours late. It showed up and we had to to go to the Sam Roberts show at 2 o'clock so we walked straight to the Sam Roberts show to meet my sister. I was wearing a Sam Roberts, the Shill Roberts Shill shirt. A really cool shirt. Uh, I met the cowboy on my way out. They they had uh, Seth Rollins and Sasha at the thing. I ate hotel and then Miz got me a cowboy from the Taz show. He's a really cool guy. He oh. does uh, work with Sam Roberts too. Uh, Miz got me a D Ambrose shirt, and because uh, he's the nicest guy in the world, slept through Thursday night while Miz went out and did whatever and. I passed out watching NXT and 205 Live from the night before and the night before before. And then Friday came down. I went out at 5 a.m. to get food and beer, and I went to 7-Eleven. They have an awesome watermelon juice, 99 cents. Then I watched the Taz show from 7 a.m. Uh, to about 9.30, 10-ish. 
on Friday. Uh, they had Jim Ross and uh, Mike Johnson and Katie Lennendahl. Then uh, we went to – we got food at this vegan Indian buffet, and oh, holy crap, that thing was awesome. We went to the Empire Did State Brewery, and I didn't eat – no. No, it was, it was lunch. Uh, I went to the uh, this brewery. No, 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 it's an Indian food, like these little Oh, no, triangle, I, uh, I love it. Yeah, no, yeah, I love samosas, man. They have them all over oh, London. Man. You're fucking my time, dude. Oh, wait, right, right. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to... Uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm, shut I'm up. Pushing. Dude, you ain't on no goddamn clock. No, I wanted, I wanted to try to You're do it really quick because I, I, I ramble, you know? All right. No, I went to this brewery. I went to this brewery. Uh, well, it was. It, I thought it was a bar, and it was a, a brewery, and it was just this place, and we had drinks and stuff and everything. And then we left there, and and then we we're like, "Holy crap! We were in the Empire State Building. We didn't even know it." Last year, I did it. I was in Times Square. I just walked out of Caroline's on Broadway, and I was in Times Square, and I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm in Times Square. I have no idea where I am anytime." All right, so. The Taz show met at a bar sometime somewhere in Manhattan, and Miz got loaded. I gave Admiral Destructo a hug. It was because the first time I met him. Uh, I tried to get a cab after we got back to the hotel from the receptionist. I didn't know how to get a cab, and she was like, "Oh, when the lights go off, then you're, you're when the lights are on, then you get a cab." Okay, so I went out to the corner, and the front, there's this French couple, and they wanted to know where the Empire State Building was, and I'd never been to the Empire State Building before that day. I didn't even know where it was, but I knew I was there earlier in the brewery, and so I walked them, because the only words they knew in, in American were Empire State Building, so I, like, pointed up straight, and I was like, that's the Empire State Building right there, and I walked them over. Cool. So I went to the Rosenberg Show. Uh, it was too early for the heat and greet. The line was like maybe six people long. So I went into the bar and got some crawfish, hot puppies, watermelon beer. It was amazing. And uh, then I had to go in and I saw the line was empty. Um, not doing good on my freaking timing. Uh, the line was empty. And so I, I went to go next door to this little coffee shop where they were having this little meet and greet. And Rosenberg sort of vouched for me at the coffee shop. There's this person that walked in, and he's like, like right before me. And he was like, and Rosenberg came up to the door, and he's like, no, 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 this is a private party. And he didn't kick me out, but he kicked the person that came in right before me out. And so I was like, well, that was weird. And then uh, 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 Dave Shoemaker walked right by me. And then Titus frickin' O'Neal walked right by me, and I was, like, marking out because that's the closest I've ever gotten to a wrestler. He was so big. Dude, he was in – I was like, it's fucking Titus. It's fucking Titus. Holy shit, Titus is here. Because he didn't advertise anything. So then uh, Titus did his little thing. Jinder came in, and it was amazing. Jinder, he brought the WWE title there and everything. Everybody was going nuts. And but I was so drunk by being so like apoplectic that Titus was there that I um, accidentally leaned against the light switch and the lights <laughs> went out on their little. You, you can actually hear it in the interview when Jinder's like, "Are we okay?" 
And then I felt like a complete asshole because I'm like, now everyone's going to think I'm against Indian people and all the shit. And so I just left in embarrassment. And then I got back to the hotel. Then me and Miz went to Legends, uh, the place I was kicked out of last year when we went in the summer, when I uh, passed out at the bar. Uh, Then uh, Saturday morning happened, Subway. We got... um, Oh, all the streets were shut down. We went to this vegan restaurant. Then we had to get a uh, subway to uh, right near Barclay Center. Solomonster had this thing at 2 p.m. And uh, there was this girl there. She was so beautiful. She had a beautiful smile. She was a Finn Balor fan. And her, her face was just like glowing because she met Finn Balor earlier that day at like Toys R Us or something. It was cool. And then we had uh, my sister's Bonnie. I'm sorry? Did you shoot your shot or no? Did you shoot your shot? Who are you talking to? Of course I didn't. Did you shoot your shot? Finn Balor fan. <laughs> my sister's my sister's bunny met uh Solomon Monster and then we went and no. got a subway back to Manhattan. We went back to Manhattan for a four o'clock meet <laughs> meet up with the uh a lot of fans from the Taz show and that was really cool. And I was over like Norm from Cheers and I was like, No job because I walked there and my sister was all up on Dennis. It's up on my profile on my uh Twitter on the, uh, whatever you call it, the header. All right. I fed the, uh, the cops kids, and it was all, the most awesome hour I spent all week. All right. NXT. We had to get Miz a new shirt because he came straight from a, a Liverpool, watching a Liverpool game at a bar. So we had to get Miz a new shirt. And we got the NXT shirt. No way, Jose, opening, theme, opening dance. He opened the show. I danced my balls off. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. And if you need me to tweet it back at you, I one where you got attacked. Are we gonna cab back? I didn't get attacked. I gave him a hug. No, no, no. Jose, was that the one where he got attacked by the big guy after his? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I was, I was talking about the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the dance. I, I thought you were talking about the dance. Yeah, me and this other just large guy. Me and him were dancing next to each other. If you haven't seen it. You got to see it. It's really funny. Everybody's loving it. All right. I uh, got a cab back to Manhattan. I'm just getting to page two, and I'm sorry. I just surpassed the seven minutes. Damn it. All right. Well, that was Craig from uh, Toledo, everybody. We're going to move on to uh, oh, man. the next. It's your turn, man. You, you started a segment. Keep it going, Craig. Go ahead, man. Yeah. It, it said ahead, muted. I seriously thought you guys were going yeah, to no, Darrell. That would have been it, awesome. It you on it. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> Darrell, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I would have stuck around. All right, all right. So uh, we got a cab back to Manhattan and got some pizza for the first time. Woke up. Well, all right, first of all, I woke up way too early on Sunday, which is SummerSlam Day. There was pizza sauce all on the pillowcase. On the lampshade, on the sheets, like I'm a, I, it was a mess. It was like a crime scene, and there was leftovers in the fridge because apparently I only ate like half a piece of pizza. So I pulled out my pizza at like five o'clock in the morning, and I chipped my tooth. Yeah, chipped my tooth. You uh, chipped your tooth on the pizza? It was it was a really old 
I don't know how long it was before it got into the refrigerator from the anyway. So I'm then, here. then it's pizza. <laughs> what kind of there was soft baby there was a there, there was this podcast that uh, Sam Roberts put up. It, he, he was with Dan Soder and and uh, Katie Lindell and all them people. And Dan Soder did this awesome Macho Man impression. If you haven't heard it, you got to hear it because he made Macho Man a magician. He was like, Abracadabra. Uh, uh, and, and he was wearing top hat, cape, and all <laughs> And so, so I'm listening to this on the way. I'm listening to this on the way to the Pritchard and the, the Bruce Pritchard and Conrad and all that stuff. I'm with, they, they did a live show, and Dan Soder was going to be their special guest. Yes, I was. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have a job? Like, I'm sorry. Don't discuss that. Having, like, uh, <laughs> you, still got, you still got the job? We'll, we'll, discuss, we'll discuss that in, like, uh, oh, I think we got 18 more lines to go. Let's okay. spoiler alert. You got it. I'm just asking you right. got a job, baby. Right? Sorry. It's a whole story. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, well. It's the like Dan Soder. Scene in his story, so. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to go that far. He gets back right. from the summer playing weekend, and then his boss goes off and ran on him. It's a, it's a tragedy, dude. Tragedy. Romeo and Juliet okay. killed themselves. All right, so Dan Soder. I was listening to Dan Soder's Macho Man impression with the Abracadabra and, and the whole thing, and I was listening to it, and Dan Soder was right in front of me in line for the show, and me and him talked. It's really cool. So I went in. Uh, I, didn't, I, I had the VIP for Pritch and Conrad show, and um, I didn't have a phone or anything, but my friend DFT from way back in the Taz show, he was there taking pictures, and he was like, do you want to you want to take a picture with these guys? I'm like, no, I, I don't have a phone or anything. I don't, it doesn't take pictures. So I gave everybody a group hug with uh, Pritchard and Conrad. So I met this nice German guy, then, then, and then I got a cab home, I slept, because I had the I saw evening at about 5 p.m. I missed the pre-show, but my sister woke me up at 7 p.m. I watched her. She woke me up at 7 p.m. And then I watched uh, SummerSlam with her in the hotel room. Until Orton hit the Orton music hit. And then I left and, and, and walked to Legends where I met Miz. So they asked me, they were like, okay, we, we can work you in here, but you need to spend at least $20. They told me I need to twenty dollars at the bar. So I was at this table with Miz and two two Indian guys. And I made all kinds of new friends, I won't remember. But uh we took a picture outside at the end of the night and Travis's face was on my shirt. So Travis's face is somewhere on the internet or in some bar or I don't know what happened. Uh, I tried to listen to the Taz show live, but I was having too much fun. And so I went the next afternoon to listen and drink. And Miz and I decide we're going to draw. 
We've never been to Raw, but we found tickets for forty bucks, and we don't we don't sit anyway. We always stand wherever we are. So uh, we freaked out the bartender, talked about uh, the eclipse, standing at the sun, and um, and we went to uh, McMahon's to meet Enzo. But it wasn't Enzo. It was a guy who looked like Enzo. He was dressed like Enzo. He was a great guy. Fun. He messaged me afterwards. He was like, oh, are you guys out? Because Mickey James and Alicia Fox just came into the bar. But I already passed out. So, uh, Raw was cool until the beach balls in the wave and we left early. Miz cut an off in the middle of the main event, which wasn't on TV. And Cena cut a promo afterwards. Uh, my sister loved the demon, and she didn't go because she'd only go to the Raw the demon. Uh, Tuesday morning, we went to Shake Shack. I was depressed. I milked nine beers over eight hours. I slept for shit on the bus, couldn't sleep all day Wednesday. I went into work. Now, I wasn't scheduled because I'm a putz. And then Thursday, I went into work. I, I worked for four hours, and then I got fired. After they made you go to work? Yeah, they made me go to work. They they worked me for four hours. And then and then let you go up. Now I am sorry to hear that, sir. What's uh what 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 is the uh what was the verdict? Like what did they say? He's got like uh, kind of hearing. I didn't call oh. off Yeah, I got a hearing on on the sixth, which is next okay. Wednesday. So I it's a grievance thing. But they didn't fire me because I went. They fired me because I didn't call on Thursday when I had an email that said, you have all your days off except for yeah. Tuesday No, you're night. good, Craig. The, I mean, unless they pull some fucking no, no, you didn't on go you. The email. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have everything stored up. That's, I mean, that's the good part about not having a phone is everything is written down. Okay. And, and I have Craig, everything also, written down. I mean, once you win... Once you win your grievance, you're gonna need that fucking. You're gonna need a check from the last week that you're not working, too. Oh yeah, need that money back. Oh no shit, because that's what I asked the dude. Because he messaged me or he emailed me uh, yesterday, the day before, and he was like, "I was hoping we could do this without a grievance process, but uh, we got a we got a grievance process now, and we're not gonna be able to do it until the we're not gonna have the meeting until the sixth. And I said. So I have I won't be able to work until the sixth because that kind of I didn't say anything because that whatever but it, it's gonna mess up everything for me. Yeah. But I mean, and he said no, we're gonna we're gonna fight to get all your money back. But it, it it's just the point. I don't want to work in a place that's gonna be like that, you know. And I asked him too. I asked the union guy because I was because when the heat. When the Houston thing went down, like I heard all this stuff happening down there, and I was like, "Here, I'm doing nothing. Can I just can I go to Houston at least? Because I'm sitting here, just watching wrestling. Can I go to Houston?" And he was like, "She advised you don't go to Houston." And I'm like, "Okay." And now he's having me show the six. I'm like, "Well, fuck! I could have gone to Houston." You know, if not for a week. I I could have just gone for a week. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, did you guys did you, did you guys like my? Because I wrote I wrote it down. No, I, I'm surprised. Like whenever people go to these wrestling weekends, Craig. Like whenever I go, I plan on going to like four different things, and then I end up going out drinking for two days and then going to the one show. So, no, you going to all these things is impressive. I don't know how people do it because um, I'm just not built for that. Um, but, no, it was a great story. You seem to do more in New York in those couple of days than I've done at any wrestling weekend in the last four or five years. So, no, so, salute to you. Even though you should have shot your shot yeah, the only, at Finn Balor, girl. The only reason I did events at, the, at Mania 30 was because I had – media credentials in an itinerary, <laughs> you know, that was it. And then that John Cena pizza party at the, at the, at the aquarium that I got there too late for, then, uh, they was like, yeah, no, it's a $30 ticket. It's like, that, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I need some kind of, give me a schedule and a pass, like a get freeze pass. I'm there, but all the other stuff, yeah, the other Mania weekend. Eh, well, it's been a I love amount of time. Bourbon Street, for sure. Go ahead. I love meeting new people, and that's what, I mean, even if I'll never remember them again, or if they'll never, I mean, they might remember me, and I'll remember the story, but I won't remember the name, you know, stuff like that. If it's I can, like, because, like, when I go to London, it, you know, a lot of people are like, you go to London, did you see the London Bridge and Westminster Abbey and all that shit? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care about, that. I mean, I've seen all that stuff. Yeah, back in 90s, I went for my first time because my mom lives there. But I really like to bar and hanging out with the people and listening to music and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I like doing that. I like meeting people more than I like seeing things. I'm the same way, yeah, Seth. Well. Just um, I don't want to meet them at at, at wrestling. Is it? <laughs> My only thing, like <laughs> such and such wrestler is gonna host, and people will be. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll see you somewhere else. And if you happen to also like wrestling, we can talk about it. Wow! And Roger Strong just blew Bobby Roode a kiss and hit him with that. Suplex into knee breaker again after yeah, he did it twice. Before. He hit him with it earlier, just like two minutes minute mm-hmm. ago, and then blew the kiss at him and knocked him out. Wow! Damn, Rude doing a job on the way. I wonder out. if he's gonna. Keep, I wonder if he's gonna keep doing that kiss thing, or if that was just meant for Bobby Rude. That would be yeah. yeah I mean, that would be all due respect. I mean, the most personality Roger Strong showed since ever-ish. But um, <laughs> I feel like that might be just a one-time thing. Uh, but that was, you know, like it's, I, I hate that Travis is like weird critical of Bobby Roode because it's slowly making me critical of Bobby Roode and I won't do it. Like, <laughs> Don't play me! I'm, I'm not going to do it. Because you see it as blatant flaws. Hey, I don't know the flaws. I know, I know I woke <laughs> up this morning and Faye was singing Glorious. So, uh, was it thing. playing? No, she was just like, you got that dumb song stuck <laughs> in my head. And I don't know what she's talking about. Like, I'm waiting for like, what are you talking about? She was like, glorious. And I was just like, okay, it's a hit. 
<laughs> Cam, it's you could have gone a whole different way with that. You could have well, said <laughs> she woke up singing glorious for a whole different reason. It wasn't Come on me. now. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, dog. I went to sleep at like 9.30, so shout out to Robbie. Uh, Bobby Ruiz. <laughs> it wasn't me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but not Craig, right. man. All right, Craig, get the hell out of here, man. We're you the best of luck, big dog. Like, all right. We're, we're going to get this I'm, money, man. I'm Don't breaking up. All right. That was crazy. <laughs> I'm breaking up. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. I think that needs to be said, like, or Drew Galloway. Oh, shit, man. He's huge. Oh, hands, though. You gonna stand there and let him get beat up, uh, Cedric or uh, Roderick? I would. He was talking shit. Ooh. Bam, Pete. I love that their jeans and and what? and fucking what, security came out like they wanted some. Who they attack earlier? Oh, they or they think that they assume they attacked. Who was laid out earlier? I missed the first fifteen minutes. I didn't see it. Yeah. Is that Bobby Fish with the beard? Yes, that is Bobby Fish with the beard. Yeah, I like him. Bobby Bobby Fish looks enough like uh like Tom uh like Tom Hardy to uh to get some mileage. The Regal wants them boys out the building. Right, right, Regal. <laughs> show, but yeah, I'm gonna make sure I uh I do get that story out. It was a, it was a good time. I had some uh some cool surprises. None of your homies that was there so. here? Yeah, matter of fact the, the wedding is this weekend so we're all getting back together this like Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. We gotta we're, we're gonna get that story out that that needs to be told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I heard y'all talking about it earlier. So, said um, 
he don't deserve any credit for making it up out of the first three rounds. I'm making it to the 10th round. I want to see what I mean, on why y'all thought about that. As far as like, I mean, then, okay, when you when you when you when you understand the type of fighter Floyd Mayweather is, and then you see like that his in his career his fights have gone an average of 10.2 rounds or 9.8 something like that it was about 10 rounds and this fight went 10 like going into it like I'm not thinking oh yeah Floyd's gonna even though Floyd was like oh it ain't going to distance I guarantee it they both I think was talking that won't go to distance shit but I'm, I didn't read that as in Floyd's going, oh, I'm going to knock this motherfucker out in the second round, the third round. That was absurd. I don't even know boxing. I don't follow it. I know the main, you know, can't even say three guys, like two guys. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you who a triple G is, what that means, what that stands for. Gerald Garofalo. Damn. Jefferson with a G. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that is, but I can tell you that going ten rounds with a guy because you're a, like you're a fighter. You like okay, great. You 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 technically won those first three rounds because the guy just let you throw your box yourself out basically, and then you got beat. That thing, uh, uh, handedly, like. That wasn't a. It wasn't a fight. After it wasn't a like a. Let me say this. When I when I say when I talk about those first three rounds, Connor Connor equated himself fine. Like, don't let me make him out to be. He came out super aggressive. He equated himself just fine. What I'm saying is, he wasn't. You can see a difference in Mayweather's pressure in his timing after the first three rounds. That's my point. Like, right, even the announcer was like, this This is not the Floyd Mayweather we're used to. They were, like, calling him a step slow. They were, you know, I'm like, he's setting this boy up. <laughs> you know, like, come out every round, coming out close. just back. He went to this, Floyd would back up into the same corner and just let Connor tee off on him, like, on his arms and stuff. It wasn't like, and again, Connor landed some shots. You know, especially them jabs, but you know, never did you think, oh shit, he voice hurt. Never, not even close. So yeah, again, you went ten rounds, great with a guy who goes ten rounds with everybody. It could have went between them. He got gassed out. You just tell, you just tell the voice. He got out. Which is, which is a, which, which goes to like. Like, you can't, and not that you're making this excuse, you can't go, you know, he's a better, he's a good fighter, da, 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 he just got tired. Like, so he's not a good fighter then. Because that is certainly a part of fight strategy and and, 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 and stamina and all that stuff. And if you know you don't have the stamina, you certainly can't come throwing bombs, go out in the first three rounds just throwing bombs. But not you, that he was, um, but he's coming, you, out, coming you, out super aggressive. That's right, like, but um, no, you you um knew he was gonna um give it out, uh, tire out anyway because he put on fifteen more pounds after the weigh in. He cut, he had to cut fifteen pounds. So once you add on that weight, that do that do it to you in long yeah, yeah, boxing. Anyway. Yeah, Connor leaning oh, on him the whole match got twenty pounds heavier than him. 
throwing rabbit punches like crazy. Threw went low once. Like whatever. It wasn't even to me. It wasn't even close. <sighs> but it was an exciting, nice evening of a of a fight. I didn't even watch the undercard or anything. But yep, one person made about looking like going to make three hundred million. <laughs> That's a hell of a night for 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this the, hold up, hold up, hold up. The powerhouse from Scotland. That's probably who he was talking about. Is just be Cam. I'm watching Nick White too. Oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> I'd, I'd fight him if he was lying. Yeah. Oh, and Tabri Majors? That, that, the Tabria Majors? That thread? That 200... That two hundo plus yeah. thread, that was a nice thread worth going through. Nice worth scrolling through. Uh, like her, it, her, her uh, IG stayed lit. She just do regular ass videos in her in her bra and panties with her fine ass thick so. Uh, Damn. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, then it goes back. I don't know why they allowed John to go out there and say that stuff. Well, he left him with Oh, yeah, my phone's on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what we were saying at the beginning of the show, though. Like, it was, you know, I personally thought it was too heavy. Like, we don't talk about that, man. It's just trying to make your company money like this. Like, he just don't do that. Yep. You can't no longer. Tony Storm with a little hat. What do you think about the the match quality? Like, are you expecting it to be really good? Yeah, I expect it to be a good match. Um, you know, yeah. John Cena, and one You can't can't trash them about them having matches. I'm just saying that um that they had you know what I'm saying say that about the young man. And for all who say. And, like, with that, like, Roman's got to win, right? Or, like, something has to come big from him after this match. Like, it has to. Like, win win or lose, there has to be some kind of turning point with that. Like, ugh. Yo, 463 she's doing? That's ridiculous. Isn't that what y'all were talking about? She did Deadlift, but yeah. 
Oh, okay, you guess a little behind, yeah. All right, Darrell dropped off, as I assumed would happen sooner or later. Have fun, Darrell. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess that's a good time to get the hell out of here. uh, Wait, she's from Scotland? Oh, what? I mean, I'm just trying to read from Scotland, or? Oh, maybe. I thought she was from Australia. Aisha Raymond is from Yeah, she's from from Australia. She's probably such a dork. That hat is awesome. Yeah, she got a little, little cake on her, a yeah. little bit. A little, yeah. little Aussie Vegemite there's, back there. Also that. <laughs> she walks like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said she's just a big dork. Yeah, it does seem like it. <laughs> I mean, who else would wear that hat? It's like 80% of this tournament that I want to be inside. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, dude, I'm not about it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I want to penetrate that woman. <laughs> oh, and she's a good wrestler, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's uh, wrap this thing up here. Uh, appreciate everybody's time and energy and, 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 uh, contributions um, yeah we'll be back next next week for you free folks uh, you VIPers click over Rich and I will uh, give you another hour or so of uh, some wrestling talk and Secret Empire 10 came out today what a hell of an ending to this uh, pretty damn epic event it's, uh, good stuff so oh and Game of Thrones finale Ice Dragon, breaking the walls down. We got, yeah, certainly got some topics. Look at her. Oh, so anyway, appreciate y'all, uh, Cam. We'll uh, we'll talk later in uh, probably in the evening, if not uh, definitely the week. And um, yeah, we out of here. <laughs>